You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Alright, let's rip. Let's just fucking do it. What do you, how do you find these oat milk cappuccinos from the place? This oat milk's not very good. It's shit. Like, in terms of oat milk coffees that I get, yeah. I would have this at the, at the, the lowest. At, no, at the bottom. Yeah. Because I had one at the other, I had one from a different place. I don't this, know what the fuck they're using. No, though. but it's it tastes good. like shit. It's disgusting. It tastes like shit. So, like, I, the, their coffee's in general, phenomenal. Mm. But they're, like, phenomenal. I make an effort. Like, I'll drive further to get it. Mm. But their oat milk cappuccinos, because I had one from another place which is closer by, the oat milk one, because we just walked to it on the weekend. I'm like, oh, this is an oat milk cap. Yeah. And then every time I have this, I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. I've actually been meaning to tell you, I might need to sub. If you keep going there, I'm going to have to sub the oat milk out. Yeah, no. Start to scratch. It's fucking gross. I don't I, know what they're using. Dude, it tastes... I didn't think you could get it so it wrong. It tastes like battery water. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's really, really odd. Um, But... I do get two coffees, so that's I'm cool. You know what I mean? I'll be right. But their oat milk's fucking disgusting. Uh, it, but it's so bad that I'm like, how can only yours be bad and everyone, everyone else's else seems is to good. be good? Because that's when you were like oat milk, oat milk, and then it was good here, and then I went and had it, and I'm like, oh. uh, that, and that's why you were like, no good oat milk. Yeah, yeah. But then I had new ones on the weekend. I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I get oat milk and it's because it's like I, I think it's alright for me to have I haven't actually even cleared that with my uh, trainer that's right got a trainer um, about whether I can have that before like in the morning to like break my fucking fast or whatever or like usually you're only allowed to have like black coffee mm-hmm. but I was like well it's, it's not milk is oat juice bad who knows anyway welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias hope you enjoyed that little uh Oat milk based preamble there, which I assume I will leave in. Look, we're just getting on top of it. Yeah. It was important to uh, nut that out. Tom gets the coffees of a morning. I've been meaning to tell him that the oat milk from this certain establishment, we won't name them, isn't up to scratch. No, it's just fucked, actually. I'm going to have to sub it out because they, they, I don't know what the fuck they're using. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're juicing their own, their own oats. Back there, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I because don't know if they're milking their oats. Is this is this DIY? I don't know. It's fucking disgusting. Basically, uh, tastes like battery juice. Maybe that's the new thing: battery juice cappuccino, because that's what it feels like. Um, but that's but, not but like, yeah, it's not important. It is what it is. I'd like to. I'd it'd be fun to get to the bottom of it and yeah. go. How is it that every other establishment gets it right and you get it so wrong? It's interesting. We could over the course of here potentially see if one of our two. Close personal friends behind us in uh, D or Dave and Matt could potentially go and get us another oat milk cappuccino so we can at least compare. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's important, isn't it? <laughs> it's important shit. Um, but we are back. I feel like we're fucking every other day, at least last week. I think we did five shows last week. We did. So we're just pumping out content. One, like two, it's going out of three, four, five. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, That's a lot of dribbling yarn. And can I be honest? I don't know why you didn't all message us personally. Thank you. Thank us. you. Yeah. You know? Especially wouldn't, in lockdown. Wouldn't that have been nice? Just to go, listen, thanks. You know what? It's like, though, Jesus. In I, fairness, some punters and dribblers do go, thanks for all the content during lockdown. No, they do. But I'm talking about not all enough. of you. Yeah, not enough. Not, not enough, Tom. We need a little bit more love. What, 20 likes? 20, 30 messages? 20, 30 messages, yeah. We need, we need like an overwhelming amount of messages. I'm to, I, want, I want the whole 100% of you to yeah. do it. But anyway. All 10 million of you. <laughs> um, but... 
you know, look, we've got a lot. Well, there's not a. We've got so much to talk about. No, we were actually saying at the start, we're like, is there anything happening in sport? The Olympics kind of drained our balls of like. But then you know you check. Then you go for a little cursory peruse and, through the and internet. And there's oh shit, there is actually a fucking yeah. There actually there is, actually is some big topics that we big, need to nut out. Going on, we'll get to them. Obviously. We will get to them. Um, how was your weekend though? I mean, I did see you, but I didn't ask you how your weekend. Mate, was. my weekend was good. I. Went for a walk, a couple nice. of walks. You're with Tom. walking almost constantly. Anytime I talk to you on the weekend, you're like, yeah, I'm walking. I'm yep. like, okay. Yeah, well, fuck, there's nothing else to do. You've got no. to get out and about. It's I tucked the day. I've been going for swims. I tell you what, I was never a winter swim man. I wasn't. Couldn't stomach the thought. But this fucking winter, I'm, I'm jumping in four or five times a week. It's freezing. I was in Clavelli yesterday. It is the coldest motherfucker. I'm getting in there, baby. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm getting in and i used to hate that shit and i reckon that the more you do it the more you used to it like the the better you are at it i'm still not great at it how's the buoyancy issue coming along it's it's shocking <laughs> i'm just but to be fair i'm not going for swims do you know what i mean like i'm in and out i'm in and out i'm not going for laps and shit no. fuck that i don't know if buoyancy is better in winter than summer i can't speak to that tom i don't know if there'd be any difference well are you feeling any more buoyant well, I'm, I'm, but I'm not in for long enough to feel more buoyant. Okay, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I dive in, I come up for air and I'm like, <gasps> you know. Dying. I'm thinking about getting oxygen into the lungs. I'm not thinking about my buoyancy-related issues of which I've spoken at length about. Yeah. Now, obviously, as we come into summer and the water's warm and I stay in for longer, then we can start to have a real long, real hard, hard look, look at, at the buoyancy. I've been going for runs, so I'm stripping fat like a motherfucker. Mm. So I dare say that this summer may be the least buoyant I've ever been. We might need to get a, a well, is there any crew down there just to have a look at you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm happy to do that. Run and I over your buoyancy yeah, issues. Yeah, and obviously we'll cut up the footage and send it to buoyancy specialists. Yes. If you are a buoyancy specialist, like reach out. Yeah, Tell reach me out. if there's things that I can do to help with my buoyancy-based issues. I just fear that if I was ever to be left at sea, I'd be... Well, you'd be I'd right be in, down the I'd bottom. Be in, I'd, be, I'd be in a spot of bother. No, yeah, you'd be eating, having dinner on the Titanic. Yeah. As it were. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got great buoyancy, you just fucking lean back and float. I'm a buoyant See it man. out. But um, I think I've got a lot of fucking, you know, I'm, I almost am a human fucking blow-up floaty. You know what I mean? I've got a lot of buoyancy around my body, and I'm in the process of letting some air out. You know what I mean? I'm letting some air out of that floaty. Um, How's that going? Good. Trained yesterday. It was tough. I'm doing boxing training as well. And it's like... When you say train, did you mean with... Uh, with Josh. With Josh. Yeah. Yes. Got a personal trainer now. Sure. So there's that. But I tell you what, it's a hard thing. If you're just like a dude like me who doesn't... Like, you know, yeah, sure. You know, you could have called me an athlete in my early 20s, late teens. Uh, but like, don't really know how to fuck... What to do. I just go for runs, right? Or it's like, oh, sit-ups, push-ups, weights. Like, just do shit that's like very obvious like you don't really know what to do well how can you well i know but like that having someone there push you and give you like bespoke training methods that like work for someone who's done it is so much better mm. like it, there's just it's just so much better it's so much more helpful but i get it because it like also it costs fucking money so it's like it's not something that everyone can just go and do josh obviously helping out a brother so like, but it's way obvious. Like, 
What you're it's saying is it's better, better to get trained by a personal... T- yeah, fuck yeah, it is. So much Of course better. it is. So much better. But I... Um, they also push you way more than you would that's push yourself. That's what I mean. That's sort of the main... That, that, that's the biggest part about it. They push you way harder. Because if it's just me, like, fucking, you know, me on a boxing bag, I'm sure I'd be a fucking useless piece of shit. Which I... That's what I'm saying, though. I am so useless when it comes to, like, just... Boxing on... Like, where, you know, you just kind of... I don't know whether all dudes think this way. Maybe not all, because there would be some that are so uncoordinated that you don't even know how they exist in the world. But, like, I think that, you know, relatively... I consider myself a coordinated person. I can catch, I can throw, I can run, da 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 Or I was able to do a lot of those things in the past. <laughs> and then boxing, doing these things, I'm like, I feel like, and I feel like a mum who's like going to like a group training session with all of her girlfriends and, you know, they're just trying to get fit. And if that's how you feel, imagine how you look. I know, dude. That's you, how I, I think that's how I look. Because you always well. look worse than you feel. Yeah, Because yeah. people fucking think they're killing it and they're not. Well, I trust me, I know I'm not killing it. I which, felt, is, I know, which is a bad sign for, that is a bad for sign. the visual. And like, you know, Josh is being fucking like, yeah, nice, Tommy. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, I look like a fucking group, group of mums training right now. There's no way I don't. I just I have no coordination, and I also though. Where do you train? Uh, like there's a there's a field like up above Clavelli. Yeah, yeah. So just fucking public. Oh yeah, it's public. Willie Mason was down there yesterday training a kid. Sagado. I didn't, but Willie looking very good. Usually, like Willie could have had a post career blowout. Like well, he was a, he's a big man. That's what I mean though, right? Like his brother Les is fucking humongous from memory but like willie looking fit as a fiddle fit as a fiddle anyway shout out to willie had no real bearing there but just that he was training as i was training yes but i'm going all right down to 100 kilos like just under just on 100 weighed myself this morning um but the shin splints are fucked oh really they're yeah. back they were always back, but they're bad. Like, they're bad. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, there's all these things that you can try and do. I roll them out, I stretch them and shit, but like... So you can't run anymore? Well, I still am. Yeah. Can you Google, Dave, just for... Is shin splints muscular or is it a bone thing? <laughs> because I thought it was I my thought you would have. Yeah. But then... I, I thought you would have been on top of this already. No, I've just been on top of, like, what to do. Like, stretch it, roll it. So it says shin splints are an inflammation of the muscles, tendons, and bone tissue around your tibia. Okay. So I that think makes it's, you feel it's, better. Yeah, the, it's stuff muscular. That, the stuff that holds the bones yeah. in place. So you, what you were concerned that the bone may snap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, if this thing's splinting, <laughs> I could be just running around the track and then just push Conor McGregor oh my, my leg God. and be like, fuck! <laughs> I can see how you'd go down that path, though. Especially if you haven't done any research into something that's yeah. been troubling you for, like, the better part of a year. Well, I mean, that's... See, look, right there, that's that's what a lack of Dioring can do. Yeah. Because I stopped... I was doing a... I was trying to run 7Ks the other day. I got to 5 and I go, the, the aching in my shin is so much. So I was like, this thing could snap any minute. <laughs> so I stopped and I walked the rest. <laughs> how does it go when you walk? Is it still painful as fuck? No, it's still a bit painful, but no, like, dude, like we did. Isn't a, that weird that it? Well, no, because it's about the impact. Is Apparently, about, when you the impact is like three hundred kilo, like it's like three times your body weight goes back through your legs when you run. When you run, yeah, is that right? Yeah. Again, this is what someone told me from 
Pace Athletic, who are our official running sponsor. They are. Unofficial running Imagine sponsor. where you'd be without those Pace Athletic shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I said the next thing I need to do as well, I need to get my like athleisure wear, my athletic like sort of exercise clothing game sorted because I don't have that sorted. No, you run in board shorts past the knee. And, I ex- <laughs> and I've always well, I found that strange. I don't have board shorts past the knee. So you do. I, no, I don't. I have tracks. You don't? No, I don't have board shorts past the knee. I have some like loose sort of like tracksuit pants shorts that, uh, you know, they're around the knee. But also, <laughs> you know, they're just like le- casual fucking, not, like, they're not like something I'm wearing out. They're just like comfy shorts that I will train in. And now I'm self-conscious about and need athleisure wear. You've caught, well, you need you need gear for the gear for the moment. That's, yes, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you can't exercise in shit that you'd fucking, you know. Well, where see, do I, I can? I, and I have been, but I'm now like when you see other people train, I'm like, oh, I'm now. Well, obviously the- you can, but you're not that comfortable in it. No, you're comfortable, but you just don't look cool. I think that's all it is. It's like I want to look like a cool. Yeah, but guy. like that, what you're wearing, that heavy heavy denim and shit, that doesn't heavy breathe. <laughs> that doesn't breathe well. <laughs> You tell me denim shorts is not a good training. That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's bullshit. Those jorts you're wearing aren't up to it, mate. You gotta sub them out. You need something that breathes. Jorts and a leather jacket. Well, no wonder you fucking chafe every time you run. Not anymore, baby. I've got my fucking I've got my old But the jorts aren't helping. No, the jorts don't help. The jorts don't help. They they aren't good uh, consumers of sweat, that's for sure. Do you run in like one of those just grey like pajama almost t-shirts where you just end up at the end of the run full of sweat and it's yeah, like possibly shades possibly darker. possibly yeah. I kind of don't mind that though because I think that's a bit of a flex look how much I've fucking look how hard I've worked look how sweaty my shirt is I don't mind that what do you think when you see someone run past wearing it are you like get away from me that's disgusting I, well I'm not trying to go and hug a runner so no I but do you know what I mean no but like, that's fine I don't mind that I'm respecting I'm like that motherfucker's been working I tell you what oh bro I saw the grossest thing I've ever seen and that's an exaggeration, but it's not that far off. On the weekend, I was walking around Centennial and with Evie Rose, official baby of the podcast, shout out to Evie Rose, one and a half years old and cute as a button. And this woman, 60, 50, going for a run, not cracking pace, like good on her for getting out there, but she was in her athletic gear as well. And she runs past me and she just grabs her arm, like a sh- the, sh- the sleeve of her shirt and just goes, and blows her fucking nose into it and then just lets it go and the fucking sleeve is just covered dude covered and she just jogs on past and i'm like bitch you know your splits don't matter enough for you to be like not being just taking the time to blow your nose especially in a time where everything's a bit like germy like it was the rankest fucking thing i've ever seen that's not play on ever no but Particularly in a lockdown. Yeah. You know? Just people are on edge. Everyone's on edge. Like, don't come people near me. People are running. I see people exercising, like, going for legitimate runs in face masks. I'm like, that's bruh, crazy. that's outrageous. That's crazy. Even when you're running now and it's like, oh, I need to, like, you got to spit sometimes. I am, like, stopping and doing a 360 scan to make sure there's no one in, like, fucking 300 metres of me so I can spit into the grass. Mm. That's called respect, Eddie. Yeah, well, you're a respectful guy, Tom. Um, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I won't. Um, I've got another thing that I wanted to bring up here, and it's sort of, I guess, I want some advice. Yep. Happy to give it to you, man. So my mother-in-law is um, the carer for Evie. So 
were able to get around the whole like well not get around it she's legitimately looks after evie so she's like in our bubble of fucking lockdown and she once or at least asked if i could cut her hair and i'm like because you're so proficient well i'm not that proficient i don't know if you can see i tried to cut my hair and i fucking jabbed a whole chunk out of the oh side yeah of oh you've lost your touch <laughs> well i just i was it wasn't even touch i just didn't it takes a long time to cut your own hair or at least for me and i just yesterday i was just like fuck it i was just trying to whack it off with clippers and so i had the size six i think i was going for and for whatever reason it just didn't work like i pushed it to the skin and just went there thinking it was going to size six me and it fucking i look like a kid who's fucking cut his hair with scissors when he was like six years old anyway I don't know whether I can, because I don't. I've never cut a woman's hair before. What's the difference? They care more about their hair. Is the difference, and with a man, it's kind of like just cut it short. Whereas this, I've just got to like. She wants me just like take a little bit off the bottom. What hairstyle does she usually rock? Yes, that's important. Well, it's like this long to just here, blonde hair down to here, and she'll have it up or she has it down. But is it just like shoulder length hair? Yeah. Nothing else crazy going on. Nothing else crazy. She hasn't got bangs. I don't know if she's got... I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I just hear people say it. I think bangs is a fringe, isn't it? Look that up. I think it might be. Yeah. It is? Okay. Yeah. Well, has she got bangs? No, nah, she ain't got bangs. <laughs> I could probably give Why her bangs. Why don't you give her bangs? <laughs> give her some lockdown. Lockdown bangs. I don't know that... that wow. I mean, she didn't say not to. Well, why don't... Okay. Well, if, if you're going to put her into, you know, Tom's salon... Mm. I'd be, I'd be at least asking the question, would you like bangs? Salon de Berms. I tell you what's funny is that she doesn't trust me to do anything masculine around the house like DIY. Now she's, she's got you cutting her cut hair. hair. <laughs> Good Lord. Who am I? I'm sure that I'm not the man she envisaged. What, do you, what does she see when she looks at you, I wonder? Not much. Well, she sees a hairdresser potentially. <laughs> she's a potential hairdresser. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I was like, oh, are you sure you want me to do that? So how are you going to attack this? Well, I might not do it, is what I'm saying. I might just... I, so, well, hey, well, what's worse, to, where, to say where, no? Where or, did this conversation end? Let me think about it. I was just... No, I didn't <laughs> even... Is that how this ended? No, I just sort of went, oh, yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Fuck it, you sure you want... Oh, yeah, maybe. What's I'm Steph think? She was she got, pushing it as well. Oh, she's pushing yeah, it. Yeah, she's pushing it. Well, maybe she sees this as bringing you two closer. Earning you back I mean, a bit of respect. Nah, look, we're close, me and Marina. So I, there's nothing about that. Well, maybe no it's more about yet. respect. Well, that. But I mean, imagine if I fuck it up. There's but you no got to be in it to there. win it. I know. So this is like a throw. Put all your chips in and go. I'm gonna cut. risk reward, mate. Go hard or go home. If I fuck up her hair, though, dude. <laughs> that but, is. But so, like, but are you confident you can do a job? No. You're not confident I'm at not all. I'm not confident. How would you attack it? What do you, where do you start? So like, I think because she only wants like a little bit off the bottom. So you're just having to literally, it's as simple as going to like, you just got the bottom and you just sort of like, is it that simple though? Listen, it's as simple as to do that. I like she, cause the way she's, she's like, just fucking straight line, cut it all along the bottom. And I'm like, yeah, but it, I don't think that will look good. Because that will look very obvious. Hairdressers very rarely do like an obvious like... Yeah, they, they don't do like a straight cut. No. Do they? So the way that I would approach Have it... Have you gone to YouTube? No. Fuck no. Oh, this is vibe. This is vibe. But is you do... So if the hair's hanging like this long ways, right? For everyone who's watching at home. This is long hair. You could either go like straight along the bottom and yep. just... 
and now they're all the same length. Yep. Or you can cut it like that, and then you're sort of uh, making. I think when you do it like that way along, it's not as harsh. The that's just in my mind as I think how that works. But again, do I want to be learning on the fucking run with my mother-in-law's hair? Maybe. Could you start with Evie Rose? Well, I don't think... The first haircut of a baby is quite a, uh, I think, spiritual process for okay. baby and mum. And okay. so I don't think... Whilst I'll probably be the one to do it, that'd be nice. I don't think we're there yet for Evie. Her hair... Her hair not... Not going to use her as it... As it, as it test off well she doesn't have enough hair yet she'd be like but I, like, I saw a photo today it looked like she's got a fair bit going on she's got a lot of hair but she doesn't have enough hair it's not like she's got enough hair where it's like oh i need my hair out of my eyes but it's not like a full voluminous voluminous word, voluminous 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 uh, voluminous voluminous she doesn't have that much is it voluminous i'm pretty sure i think it is voluminous but it always i always get caught on it where's the end come from I think that's just maybe volume. No, Luminous. no, but that's maybe the addition you have when you're saying like voluminous. Voluminous doesn't feel right. Yeah, voluminous. I mean, the definition here says like of clothes very loose or full, having much fabric or large and accommodating. Well, that's not really. But I'm pretty. Yeah, what we're going for. But I think voluminous means lots of volume. Lots of volume. Yeah. Okay, sure. Whatever. Glad we cleared that up. Glad. Glad. Well, Tom, I I think you back yourself. If I do, maybe I should fucking film it. That'd be funny. I think you film it. You've got it. It's great content. Mm. And we worship at the altar of good content. We worship at the altar of good content. Um, and you know it is. Yeah. I'd be setting it up. I'd be staging it. I'd have all the lights like this. And I'd have the camera like put on a production. Yeah, well, look, I'll see. She may also be like, uh, fuck off. <laughs> Which she'd be well within her rights to do. Uh, anyway, look, I think that we have probably rambled enough. I don't know if there's any more rambling to be done. Dave, we haven't really said hello to you yet. Hello. Perfect. What's up? How much, bro? You good? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. What's been happening? Not much. Saw you guys on Saturday night. You did. That was about it. Yeah, Got some did. good reports. Although... Is Dave wearing weed socks? I am, actually, yeah. Well, he's also actually, wearing his gazers, which he's falling yeah, in love are with. Are you loving the gazers? They're great. Oh, mate, they're like walking on clouds. It's beautiful. I Take like that you're wearing the I gazers. like that you love the gazers. Yeah. yeah. And dude, I'm, I'm fucking... They've, they still only sent us one pair. Have you followed them up? No. Tom, come on. It's one email. I know. I know. I know. I got a lot of emails. Actually, Dior could do it. Yeah. He's the one that ordered them. Dior, yeah. you, you do it. Can you follow right, that up? on that, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great way to spend a Saturday night. The feedback's been good, you said? It's been good, yeah. My parents were a little bit iffy with uh, too many weed references, but I guess we're just keeping that train rolling. And <laughs> What? I mean, you're wearing weed socks, dude. Yeah. What the fuck do you want us to do? Well, I know. I've got no problem with it. Yeah. It's what are the weed them. references? Did we reference weed, did we? Yeah, I think so. When we were talking at halftime about my dream girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? but that, yeah. that were your words. They were my words. Oh, cool. So, so They weren't mad at you. Mum and no. Papa Bloom aren't angry at us. No, no, no. Because no. we can't have that. We can't yeah. have them angry we at want us. us. We want the visuals of us we're to like, be saints. We're like co-parenting Dave yeah. with Mum and Papa Bloom. Look, maybe we talk about spit racing a bit too much, but <laughs> be that as it may. Never in the context of Dave. No, Dave. never. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> that would be wrong. No. Well, it'd be, it wouldn't be, it'd be frowned upon. It'd be uncouth, Dave. Yeah. And we're not uncouth guys. So they were, were they tuning in, were they? Yeah, yeah, they were watching. Oh, so wow. My it, parents yeah. watched as well. My parents. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Let's do it. Uh, what were you doing on Saturday night, Tom? Uh, I happened to be 20 metres that way. Oh, you just over there? Yeah, I was just over there. Funnily enough, so was I. We Watching... were witness to the ending of another rugby league season. Look, we didn't want to have to start with it, but sometimes wins are so grand, so pure, so comprehensive mm. that they simply cannot be ignored. Yep. Now, we're not going to ramble. No. It's not our style. No. It's not what you come to us for. Especially not after the intro you just heard. All we're going to say is, if you didn't think we were a premiership threat, now you do. Yeah. Because that was one of the most clinical games of rugby league I've ever seen. Dior Dave was stunned. His mouth was on the floor for the entire 80 minutes. He said to me quietly, privately after the game, that's the best he's seen a rugby league side play. And that means a lot coming from Dave because he's obviously... Matt, 
Producer Matt also great. said the same thing. He's a bunny supporter. He said, I didn't know that rugby league could be played so beautifully. Yeah. And I said, listen, Matt, neither did I. You know how sometimes you can, and I don't know if this is actually a condition or if I'm making it up, but I think it is. But like when you see things like visually, you can hear them. Do you know what I mean? Like you can hear sight somehow. Like it creates a sound in your mind. Yes. Like synesthesia. Yeah, exactly. Is that what that is? Yeah. Or is that more when you see colour? That's kind Sorry, of when that. you see sound yeah, in colour. Yeah, colour. Yeah, yeah. That's that. it's sort of like that, but it's the reverse. Reverse yes. synesthesia where you're seeing pictures with music in your head. Synesthesia inverted. Yeah, that was uh, a concerto. Yes. It was just musical brilliance. If you don't know what a concerto is, look it up. Yeah. Dior. Yeah, Dior, that one. That was but that was a concerto. Uh, beautifully appointed. Yeah. Beautifully constructed. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was like... I mean, Mo yeah. Conducting that Mozart shit. Mozart conducted that, baby. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That's what we're saying. It was a glorious performance. It really, really was. Oh, do you reckon, and this is a serious question, do you reckon that more punters and dribblers have made money off manly games than any other game, than any other fucking game, like than any other team? Manly would be generating the most money because basically you've got three, the back three have scored 20 tries each, except for Tommy, who I think is on 19. It's like you lock those fuckers in for tries every single game. Ruben Garrick, congratulations. You are now the greatest point scorer in an individual season in Manly history. You set that record about eight times on the weekend. Oh, sorry for making you money. Yeah. Look, punters and dribblers the world over have all admitted in unison, we love Manly now yeah. because of you two and because of the value and because they of provide. Manly. And because of Manly. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, what I see is, you know, a group of young men, Tom. Mm. Some older than others. Yeah. But generally speaking, a group All of younger young than men. us. Yeah. All aligned in a singular purpose. Yeah. They've got a, a, a common goal. A common goal, which is to win a premiership for club, for peninsula. Yeah. For member. Yeah. For country. For country. And that's what I saw. Like, there is no way in the world that that side can be stopped come mm -hmm. September. No. Now, um, some of you may, I can already hear it, be like, oh, Tommy's fucking fractured his cheekbone. He's out for the next three rounds. Firstly, firstly, he has a titanium plate in that cheek and that's what saved it. So Shout out question. to titanium. Shout out to titanium. Titanium's undefeated. It is undefeated. Titanium is undefeated. Now... Obviously, people going, well, Manly season's fucked now. It's in the toilet. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. No, that's an immature statement. It's an immature statement from an immature person, quite frankly. Like, I didn't want to have to come in here and call you immature, but I have. Yep. Because you've made an in immature comment. Now, Tommy, who's titanium the fuck up. Oh, you mean titanium Tommy? Titanium Tommy. He's basically all titanium, baby. Okay? All titanium. He's also, though, but he's also... Uh, He'd be good to go if this was a fucking important. If these, no, but if these, if these next three games were important, he'd which be they're good not. To go. They're not which important. they're not. Oh, we got the Raiders, and then we've got like who the fuck is it? Like Cowboys and Dogs. Oh, let's fucking rest the entire team. This is a wool pull from Des. Tommy might have a sore cheek. Sure. Have we spoken to Ruben Garrick about shaving a layer off of his high cheekbones and just being able to 
as an extra precaution, put it over Tommy's one? Yeah, we have. And that's in the process. It's a very uninvasive procedure. And it, it'll be happening. Well, it's keyhole coming, surgery, Tom. It'll be happening in the coming days. It's keyhole surgery. But, but if it, anyone here thinks that it's anything other than like, let's freshen up our thoroughbred coming into the finals. Like, mate, it's all good here. It's a freshen up. It's a, it's a freshen up, pure and simple. That's all it is. Because at the end of the day... Read between the fucking lines. If you've got a titanium plate in your cheek that hasn't bent, that hasn't broken, that hasn't been, you know, impacted whatsoever, then why are they arresting him? What, because he's, he's got a bruised bit of skin over yeah, the plate? Yeah, mate. I don't think so. No, he's fine. This is a freshen up. This is a freshen up. And it's a wool pull from Des. It's a wool pull. Oh, shit. Is Tommy going to play for the rest of the year? Maybe not. Maybe he won't. So seeds of doubt. Let's get Manly so back under that radar. So seeds of doubt. Now you're starting to doubt, and that's when we pounce. Pure and simple. We're growing crops of doubt. We're sowing seeds of doubt, then we're growing crops of doubt. And, and we're, we're selling harvesting. you. And look, and guess what you're having in your fucking cereal? Bowls of doubt. Yeah. And now you've got doubt in your stomach. Yeah. And oh. now you're playing with doubt because you, you're full of doubt. Are you ripping cones of doubt right now? It'd seem like it. Yeah. Get high on doubt. That's exactly what we want. Yeah. Get high on that doubt because guess what? When you are consumed by doubt, that play shit rugby league football. Yeah. And that's what you'll see. You underestimate us. You go, oh, manly, doubt it. And you, yeah, doubt it. No, doubt it at your own peril. Oi, we but we want you to doubt it because we've actually, we're actively looking for you to experience doubt. Well, we, we literally have spent a considerable amount of time sowing seeds of doubt and then growing crops of doubt. And doubt seeds aren't cheap. No. So this dude. is an investment in the future. Yeah. By sowing seeds of doubt, growing crops of doubt, harvesting doubt, harvesting doubt, feeding you doubt. You are now consumed by doubt. Yeah. And doubt will be your undoing. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry to, sorry to uh, you know, fill you up on a healthy diet of doubt, you fucking dribblers. Man, they just won the comp. Whoops. Whoops. You know what you can't grow? Oomph. You can't grow oomph. Oomph, not a seed. You can't sow seeds of oomph. Doesn't, doesn't exist. There are no oomph seeds. Sorry to tell you. Nah, no oomph seeds. This isn't Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to fucking uh, bring news back flash, down to Earth. News flash. That place doesn't exist <laughs> as it was portrayed. Sure, there are fucking Willy Wonka factories. Sure. But all they do is make chocolate. Yeah. There's not magic fucking oomph nah. seeds in nah. there, bro. Oomph There's no oomph <laughs> There is no oomph Oomphalumphas aren't real. They aren't real, brother. Not Sorry. the way you want them to be. No. Oomph comes from within. Yeah. We're all Deep our, within. We're all our own oomphalumphas. It's about the oomphalumphas in here. Yeah. <laughs> the oomphalumphas that lives deep within you. And I'm here to tell you, Eels fans. You ain't got it. Your oomphalumphas have <laughs> fucked off. Yeah, they have. They've fucking, they've punched their last ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not coming back to work. This no. factory ain't humming no, no more. No, this factory is uh, fucking. GDP of this factory Zero. Zero. Negative. You're fucking losing money hand over fist because yeah. you've got to keep the lights on in this factory that's producing fuck all. In the Nothing. way of oomph. <laughs> well, look, there's no oomph coming out of the factory. No. No, sir. That was the most oomphless performance of rugby league football from a title contender that I've ever seen. That was appalling. Yeah, it was disgraceful. How many times do you reckon they dropped the ball? Mate. Was what, it more than 10 times? Yeah, it was so many. And it was like their, bi their big name players. Mitch Moses, Moses dropped the ball. Mitch Nathan Moses Brown, dropped. Bryce Brown Cartwright. dropped it three times, I think. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful to watch. And obviously, when you're up against a team that has a surplus of oomph in Manly, 
who's already got you fucking, you know, eaten out. As soon as you start to, your oomph starts to sort of like, seep out of your body, it goes into manly. So it's like a self, it's like a cycle uh, that you can't sort of break. You, you We're can't sucking break. up all your oomph. All your oomph oomphers now work for us. They do. Look, we offered them a better fucking gig. Quite, we're paying him more. Yeah, of course. They've we got are. better working conditions. Yeah. Um, the the culture of the club's so much better, and these oomph oomphers are now having the fucking time of their life up on the peninsula, ripping and tearing for the club. Sorry, Sorry that's about just it. the way it goes. You know what? As well, you know what hurts like Parramatta the most is when you see your oomphal loompha with a new club. Like yeah. you're seeing him like through the fence, like that motherfucker used to be my oomphal loompha. It's like, no, he's not anymore. Yeah. yeah. And also like, is he, he looks like he's having way he more He looks fun. like he's way happier. Over he there. looks way happier. He's yeah. doing his little dances to Eagle Rock. Exactly. He hasn't, yeah, he yeah, hasn't, yeah. he never danced to my club song. No. Well, I mean, it was very rarely sung, but now he's over there. <laughs> fucking doing the Eagle Rock. Pants down to Eagle Rock. He's got his pants off and he's he's just oomphing around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know that you'd like. That might have been the most oomphless performance of rugby league I've ever seen. And I'm not even joking. No, even clubs without oomph have more oomph than that. Let's okay. Let's let's get down to brass tacks, Tom, because you and to. I. I mean, that's what the punter and the dribbler come for. Yep. Now, there are people like Dan and Camp who th- who say, "Oh, Brad Arthur shouldn't be sacked." I think it should be at least talked about. Correct. It, I mean, it has to be at least talked about. And this because, is and I'll tell you why. I tell you why. I tell you why. There is a big fucking issue at the Parramatta Reels with closing out seasons. It happened this year. It happened last year. I don't know if it happened the year before, but I'm Probably. assuming it did. Where you go flaccid when you should be popping off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I came here expecting an orgasm and now I've got a, a flaccid... Yeah, I've got... You know what? Now I need pilot. Now I need pilot. Like, Parramatta need pilot. <laughs> Mate. Parramatta should be going to pilot.com.au forward slash hello sport, promo code dribblers. You'll get $20 off a doctor's consult, <laughs> Parramatta. And any... You know, they'll be able to discreetly send packages to your door going like, yo. Yo. Don't worry. Got- we know that you have erectile dysfunction issues, Parramatta. And here is a way to fix it. No one needs to know. Obviously, we do, and we're talking about it now publicly, but that's all right. No one needs to know if you're actually taking the steps. There's no, there's no shame in it. There's no shame in taking the steps. Look, have we brilliantly worked an ad into the into the segment? Yeah, yeah we have. Yeah, we have. Um, look, thank us later, pilot. Yeah, but that's value right there. That's value. That's value for money. What we're saying is, Parramatta need pilot because, as it look as a Parramatta fan, which you aren't, it must really fucking hurt <laughs> seeing this this. Premiership winning side that's fucking ripping and tearing their way to a title, apparently. Well, these are all your words, not mine. Fall in such a catastrophic heap. And not only that now, they're also fucking up the re-signing of their own, well, their best player in Clint Gutherson. Did Dylan Brown touch the ball? Here's a stat that could be bullshit, but I dribbler sent it to us. Kyle Flanagan of perennial park footy prince, alliteration, uh, has more try assists than Dylan Brown. I think so does Anthony Milford. Someone else said that. Ooh. No one talking about it, it would seem. I mean, people are, but only in our world. But no one really like... Again, that's, not, that's not talked about much. But it's like... It's not like you're coming for individuals like, fuck this, but it's like, well, these things are actually like legitimate, right? He's their big fucking... He's like their big sort of name 5'8". Mitchell Moses, a big name half. Clint Gutherson... 
apparently wanting a million dollars. I think that's bullshit. Apparently that's bullshit. But like, you know, he is a big money fullback, but it's like all these players in Parramatta, it seems like they are, they're, they're like, they're good NRL players, but they're still a rung below great. Like they don't have, and again, it's well, not, they're not, in the no top, they're not in the top echelon. They don't have any blue tick throbbers. No. If I can use an Instagram term. Like blue tick. Well, there's only a handful of throbbers in the comp. You could count them on fucking... Right, but all the best teams have at least one. And they don't have any. Yes. No, I'd agree. And the thing about... And I can't remember exactly how Michael Pride of About Even fame uh, put it when he was on About Even, but it was about coaches that win comps. And I'll have to go back and check it. But basically, statistically over the history of uh, coaches in the NRL, Brad Arthur would have to be breaking... Like be doing a first to win a coat to win a comp with Parramatta based on how long he's been there, mm. but like he's been there nine years. And Kempi said, I think we were talking about it on Saturday night. He was like, he's taken them from off the back of two wooden spoons or back to back wooden spoons to now they're like back to back top fours and that. Which I completely understand. It's like where would you rather be, fucking four, uh, last or fourth? Obviously, obviously you take but fourth every day of the week. Fourth, but like at some point. You also have to go winning comps, name of the game. So, like, if you've got to be the name of your, it has to be the yeah. name of your game. Fourth makes it easier to attract players because you're like, oh, come to a club that does well in terms of the difference between fourth and last. But you're not like they missed out on Katoni Stags. They're not able to, they don't seem to be able to get a big dick throbber to come join the club. So you're like, well, Brad. Maybe you've done all that you can do in getting them to where they are, which is still an, a, a great effort. And it's not like Brad couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't be picked up by another club at some point. But it's like, but let me you, put it. Let me put it. You can do. Let here. me put it this way: If Wayne Bennett goes, hey, hey, I'll coach. Like you telling me, you don't fucking thank Brad for his services and yeah. show him the door. Would you be cut, Matty, if Wayne left and just went and coached another Sydney team? Would you be like, why the fuck did we let Wayne go? What's happening with that? Is there Apparently any... he wants to go back to Queensland. But there's no, I'm assuming, no positions there? Or would he go to the Titans? I don't think he'd necessarily be coaching next year. I think that there's a yarn about maybe a Queensland, second Queensland team coming in in 2023. So it might be like next year up there, getting it all sorted, blah, blah, blah. Again, if you weren't listening, um, we're regurgitating a little bit of information off the back of Saturday night, but it's worth bringing up again because you weren't all there. When Kempi was apparently Wayne Bennett was like, mate, this fucking thing about there not being enough good players is complete horseshit. There just isn't enough good coaches. Yeah, I like that. And he points to like Dez bringing the best out of fucking these guys no one fucking knew about at the start of the season. The same can be said of Bellamy. The same can be said of Wayne Bennett. The yeah. same can be said of Trent Robinson, like where they just turn these I guys... Haven't. These guys that fucking no one knew about into into somebody's right yeah. Penrith fucking Panthers like that were a team of fucking juniors. Under, juniors right and that I mean that doesn't translate to success like just because you won the Holden Cup doesn't mean you're going to win the fucking comp in a couple no. of years time that's no. not how it works so when I heard him say that it it got me thinking I'm like Jesus Christ you're right Ruben Garrick no one wanted him Jason Saab no one wanted him Ola Kawatu like, no one just wanted him well just no one knew about him. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, apparently Parramatta didn't want him. No, exactly. He was down there. Toa for five, simply Sean Kepi, like all these guys. And again, not that necessarily that like on just, we're obviously talking from a manly perspective because that's who we're most interested in. But no one knew about him at the start of the season. It was like manly has no depth, manly fucked because we lost four games on the trot. You didn't hear that rhetoric from us. But 
there is an ability of the good coaches to turn good players. That's why I think Dez is better than like your Trent Robinsons of the world. And it's no disrespect. What Trent's done this year is fucking impressive under the circumstances. And so I'm, I'm not anti-Trent here, but I think Dez is a better coach than Trent Robinson because of his ability to turn, you know, nobodies into somebodies, whereas Trent has taken somebodies and continued to throb with them. Like, made somebody's win. You know what I mean? The Roosters get good players. This year, he's been able to steal his side with, um, you know, some relative nobodies due to the fact that uh, they've had injuries. But they've also, like, they've brought in the most highly touted halfback in the fight, like, up-and-coming halfback in... Since Sam, Joey. Since Joey, Sam Walker. Joseph Suwali, the most touted fucking schoolboy, you know, New South Wales prospect... Since fucking Folau they've brought in. Or Curtly, probably Curtly Beal. Or Curtly, well, from a, yeah, certainly from a rugby perspective. Well, like, from a schoolboy perspective. Yeah, like, you know, Victor, like their side is still fucking hectic despite the fact they've lost all these players. But it's still a phenomenal effort. But, so to Wayne's point, it's a big flex from Wayne and it's just that, well, look, mate. All you coaches, look, look he's at what just ha- calling out all the scrubs out there. Yeah. Well, look what happened to fucking the dogs when he left. Yeah. I ran out of breath. Go. <laughs> you had good breath there, dude. I ran out quick. Thanks. I don't know if you took a deeper breath. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm running. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought, like, no one ever talks about that. All you ever hear when we're talking about expansion, which is sort of what I was borrowing from, is we can't expand because we don't have the cattle. 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 Like, Joey John says that, and I respect the fuck out of Joey John's because obviously he's the greatest player of all time. So I, I, I'm not going to ignore what his comments, but also when Wayne said that, it illuminated my mind to the fact that, yeah, these great coaches do get the best out of players that you didn't fucking know about two seconds ago and yeah. who would die at shit clubs. Um, so then what is it then? Like, is that not still a concern though? So if it's like, even if it isn't, not enough players. But yeah, but, but it is a concern because it's not enough. Co- but the yeah. narrative needs to change a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because it's like you, bu- you, you fucking ruin the careers of good players or potentially good players. Like, but when they go to shit co- clubs or shit coaches and it's like they don't, they don't grow, they don't progress, they don't. Like someone like Brody Croft, who I don't mean, it's not like I rated him highly or anything, but he was at the Storm for a reason. He played in the grand final. Actually, he played in a team that got there. Yeah. And then it's just like in two seasons off a fucking cliff, and now he's you know chasing. Matt and he was a, he was he was a, he was a big money signing for the Broncos from Melbourne. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, this kid can play. This kid can play. Well, this kid could play under the Melbourne system, and they didn't like what they saw. Yeah. Internally, and they fucked him off. And now he's like, if great, if big clubs like that let you go, it's not a great, it's not a great sign. It's not. But it's a it's a terrible sign. But the fact that he could have gone to a potentially another club with a decent coach and maybe like you know turns made something of himself more than what he did in the NRL. You're just like, you wonder how many careers could be, can be, you wonder how, and to what degree careers can be fucked by shit coaching of like a seriously talented player who isn't able to reach their full potential because the coach sucks. It's just interesting off the back of what Wayne says that it's just too many scrub coaches. Uh, Where to, no, like, no how scrub. do you, how do you, how do you fucking lift them up? Have you, like, it's in the interest of the NRL, if that's true, to have better coaches. Yeah. How is that done? I don't know. Coaching clinics? 
there's fucking Des and Craig. The thing is, they aren't going to want to go give away trade secrets. Fuck no. Why would you? It affects you. Yeah. So just you just... Uh, PowerPoint maybe. classes with Siebs. I tell you what will be interesting. I tell you what will be interesting. Craig Fitzgibbon, highly touted, coming up through the fucking... Through the, the Robinson, you know, tutelage. He's been his right-hand man like the entire time. If he can't coach, it basically says you've got to have it within you. Yeah, that's it. Like you can't coach coaching. That's what it's saying. Because even like everyone that's left Bellamy. Because situations yeah, change. Say, yeah, bro. Adam O'Brien, Stephen Kearney was an assistant coach. Uh, fucking Kevy Walters. Yeah, Kevy Walters, Michael Maguire. Brad Arthur, I'm Brad pretty Arthur sure. Was, he was under 20s coach for a while. He might have been assistant as well. Yeah, I think so. I but think like did, Brad, pay Brad well. Arthur was under Dez as well. Yeah, sure. he was. He was yeah. under both. But yeah, shitloads. Tony was under Dez. Like, Bellamy was under Wayne. Yeah. And uh, Michael Maguire, you can't call him a shit coach. He's won a comp, Mm. but he's like, but... but You can't. But it's not a, it's not a like, oh, I learned from Craig, so now I've got it sort of a situation. No. He's still one with like a team of throbbers. They were a team of yes, throbbers, yeah. but he did get but it. But it wasn't yeah, a team yeah. of like it was a it was a team of throbbers, but it was like the Bulldogs were good. Like it wasn't like they were they were also battling fucking history, like how long since they'd won. It wasn't a guarantee they were gonna win the final. They ended up winning it quite well from memory. Anyway. No, they won it comprehensively. They pumped him. But I mean, it wasn't a fait accompli where you're just like, "Fuck, they're gonna do it." Like they're well, they win. didn't. Oh, they can't think they came third or fourth that year. They didn't win. They weren't minor premiers. No, well, I, don't think, I think dogs might have been there. There you yeah. go. So now, just back to that third or fourth. Everyone going, "Oh, Manly won't make the top four. Do you know the only real fucking benefit if we if we make the top four, we'll come fourth. We will play Storm in the first fucking week of the finals, right? Mm. Do you really want to be playing them first week of the finals? Let's say we do and we lose. Let's just I'm taking us on a walk here. We lose to the Storm. We then have to go and play some loser from the bottom four, and then we have to play them again in the grand final when we make it. This way, potentially, we just play some beater. Let's say we come fifth. We play some loser who sneaks in uh, in eighth. But we don't want to be... I think we all want that as a grand final, don't we? From like a, from a, from a pure fan's perspective of rugby league football, you want to have great grand finals. Yes. And I think Melbourne Manly is the one we want to see. It's at least the one I want to see. Yeah, certainly. Melbourne or Manly. If we anyone. come fifth... And they and the Storm win and then win in the first round. Would we meet them in the final or would we meet them in the semi, in the preliminary? Uh, it just depends on which side of the draw, it, how it would shake out. Yeah. Don't, do we not know that already? Look, in, look into the final system, yeah, la- the bracket year, from yeah. last year. Yeah. And it should be the same. And we'll see how we go. If we come fifth, Melbourne come first. But like, basically the only benefit you potentially get is a week off. Right, which is important. It, it is important, but it's not necess- It's not the be all and end all. But okay, home finals no, don't put mean it, shit. But put it this way: I put it this way. A team hasn't won the comp from outside the top four since the Bulldogs in th- I think 95, 96. 90 or uh, yeah, or ninety. Yeah, one of those. 94, 94. three, four, five. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But this is a year where anything can fucking happen. Oh bro. yeah, this is a year when anything can happen. Genie's obviously, out of the bottle, bro. It's a genie out of the bottle year. We all know that. I mean, strange things they are happening. Yeah, we live in strange times, and that obviously means there'll be a strange result. Um. So last year, Storm played Canberra in the prelim final. We finished second, and they finished fifth. And Penrith ended up playing Souths, who finished sixth. So it looks like first place. Ends up playing sixth, essentially. Yeah, so we won't play. So, so if we come yeah. fifth, we don't play him till the GF. 
Okay, so Unless first, first yes. in the yeah. Okay, that okay, sure. If that's the way it fucking chops out. out, and that would be cool. And I'm like, I I back us against any fucking I back us against any team, right? But like playing Storm once, I think better than playing them twice. Because if we were to play them first round, lose, they then switch to the other side of the bracket. But even if you win against them. I just don't think you want to play Storm twice exactly, in the final. Exactly, that's what I mean. So that's why coming fifth ain't that bad. No. And fuck the whole top four, top eight, who gives a shit? Like, we'll, we'll win it no matter where we come, but it's like you just don't, you'd prefer not to have to play him twice to win the comp. Well, now that, like, home games are out of it as well, that kind of takes away. Like, it doesn't matter if you finish from five to eight anyway. No, it doesn't really matter. Well, they're all in Queensland. They're going to yeah. all be in Queensland. The final's going to be in Queensland. It's only a home game for the Storm. So. You'd say? Um... Well, that sure, it would have been one of the bargaining chips when they were supposed to close down the rugby league and they played the next day. Mm. It would have been like, do you want the grand final or not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you heard of the grand final? Do you want it? Um, well, that's what you got to do. Did you see, and did, maybe we even, again, maybe we spoke about it on Saturday. I can't remember, but Fox Sports fucking putting that thing up about Corey Norman. We didn't talk about it, but yeah. Dude. Fucking low, bro. That was so hectic. Like, all the... Like, all of the people bagging him on Twitter chopped down and put up on a fucking photo of him. On a graphic, On yeah. a graphic. I was fucking, I was like, no way, dude. How in God's name did they think that was right? And I tell you what, it blew up in the sort of rugby league social media world, right? With like, I think it was the Scope who was the first person who left a comment being like, don't ever fucking pretend to care about players' mental health ever again. Um, and then I think they took it down and I'm pretty sure the head of Fox even was like, I told them to pull the story as soon as I realized. Um, but like that was fucking wild. I tell, it, it sort of shone a bit more of a light on the whole staff writer sort of thing where it's like, no, they don't put their name to anything. Mm. And it's like, there almost needs to be some sort of, it's just the most fucked up snipey little underhand article i've ever read like yeah and to like to put it into context i've never seen one where the the opposite is done where they put up a photo of a fucking play with all these really positive fucking tweets no 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 but i was saying how funny if you put up a photo of buzz like a journo (laughs) and then just all the twitter comments you know of like that would actually be funny yeah, but they were not going to do that, are no, they? No, they're, they're not. not their fucking prize bull. Dave looks like he's about to go. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a project for this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's frothing in the mouth. Yeah, I just thought it was fucking uncouth. Like, to have a crack at a player who's, like, maybe a little bit down on form yeah. in that way, which is, like, the whole thing is... It's not a fair and balanced portrayal. Like, it's not like everyone in the whole world is fucking saying No, but things. also, like, fuck, yeah, he didn't have a good game. Again, I don't know, I didn't watch it, but, like, that would, that would be the assumption, right? That he didn't play well. Sure. Sure. Like, that's just what it is. But to go out of your way... To go and snip them all out. That's like someone watching going, fuck, Corey, no one's having a good game. I bet you people are bagging him on Twitter. Let me go and fucking cut them all out and make, like, a fucking kid's... Artwork collage, like something you do in fucking preschool with newspapers and shit, newspaper yeah. clippings and and like uh, clag glue and fucking paper mache. That's Let's what paper mache an anti Corey Norman fucking Instagram here. It was wild. That was wild. Um, but well, that's what you've it's what you come to expect from Fox, though. You know what I mean? Not that bad. Like that. But was I, fucking... I no, it was. It, but it was still like oh, like a Fox post. Yeah, that. yeah, definitely. But like you was, could guess who would post it. 
I was still shocked. I was still shocked. I was like, bruh, that's even that, like for them, that was pretty fucking bad. I was like, that's just ridiculous. Why the f- That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, bizarre. Bizarre. Bizarre times. Bizarre times. Also, I just want to take a moment to shout out one Peter Sterling who's announced that he's um, stepping down from commentary roles for Channel 9. Retiring? Uh, yeah. Sterlo and Rugby League have been my life and fucking anyone who's probably 40 or under. I tell you what, when stuff like this starts happening, it makes you nostalgic. Yeah, you like It makes you long for yesterday when Rabs was on every game and yeah. Sturlo was ripping and tearing. Fatty the footy and the show footy was show with thing. Chief and Maddie and You're like, and all fuck, that. they were good times. They were. They were such good, simple times. And now when Sturlo's, like, I mean, you know. What ha- we don't have footy Rabs is probably, I don't know how many more seasons he's got, but no. wouldn't be many. Yeah, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't be, well, fucking oath he wouldn't have many. He's 80-something, I think. But like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And then Sturlo's just retired. At least from a commentary perspective, like, yeah. and I've always loved Sturlo. I love Sturlo's him for colour. He's Sturlo's unbelievable. He's fucking awesome. He's one of the best, and he's professional, great opinion, and like a, a nice guy as well. Um, but yeah, you're just like, fuck, dude. I like all the Channel Nine colour commentary guys, but when Rabs goes, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. They're, but it's Sturlo and Rabs are safe. Very safe. And you know safe. what I mean? Yeah. Safe in like the best possible yeah, way. You just in, feel like you're in great hands. Yeah. You're in unbelievable hands. Well, it's like when, again, I, I think I've used this before, but like when mum and dad were still married, everything was good. Everything was fine. You got mum there, Sturlo, and you got dad there in Rabs. And you're just like, all right, I'm cool here. This is all good. Now it's like, oh, oh, dad, Rabs. Oh, he's not actually doing this game. It's like, what? Where's dad? What's he doing? What, he's not coming? He's not here today? What, are you guys cool? What's happening? And then it's like, Sterlo, mum, it's like, well, a mum's actually, she's, she's leaving. And you're like, what do you mean she's leaving? Where the fuck's she going? It's like, I don't know, dude. She's just sick of this shit. She's going. She's going. We don't know where she's going, but she's, she's going. She's moving into state. And she, you're she only going to see her fucking every other day or if every ever. other week, if ever. You might, she'll call. But you're not seeing her. You're not seeing her. Anymore. It's, it's, it's a sad it's time. It's breakdown of the family marriage. Look, we've, we've, look we've already lived through it. We've already lived through it with the cricket. Yeah. And We're I think, it's, I think it's fair to say, I think it's fair to say that the new age, the modern commentary, not really as good no. uh, from a cricket perspective. No, uh, hopefully we don't see the same, a repeat with rugby league, but... Rugby league, I think at least... Rugby league's had, in better hands. Rugby league, you've had a bit more of a gradual transfer of power, so I don't think it's as bad. But if we're talking about just wholly and solely Rabs, Ray Warren, Channel 9 commentator to whoever the fuck else does it on Channel 9, it's like, who's calling Origin? You know? Who the fuck is... The next caller of Origin... I think it'll be like a Shane Warne, many spinners follow. Like, I don't think the next caller of State of Origin is... In that seat for long. You don't think so? No. Because if it's Channel 9, I don't think there's anyone obvious. Have we got... Like, is there someone out there who's just fucking plowing away, doing the hard yakker at, at bush footy and then We just need a voice, up? dude. Like, I tell you who's good. The guys who do grandstand on ABC, they're pretty good. I think Is, is it, that like Peter Moore? 
Yeah, him. Look at that. Andrew Moore. Jim Andrew Maxwell Moore. as well. Yeah, but that's cricket. Jim Maxwell's yeah, cricket, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jim Maxwell is now the official voice of cricket. Yeah. Jim Maxwell. Like, that's what fantastic. I think. They should get him to do the TV coverage now because he's been plowing away doing cricket for a long time. That should have been, he should have been, you know, the next one to step up for that. Yeah, well, mate, I'd be happy with Jim Maxwell calling cricket. That's a damn sure. But look, from look, a rugby um, league perspective... When, when I, I'm not sure if he was approached or if he didn't want to leave ABC or if he just enjoys doing what he's doing. But, like, the fact that Jim Maxwell... If he wasn't approached, then I'm fucking disappointed because yeah, maybe he's Jim was the just best. Like, Fuck that. I'll just stick to, stick to the grandstand, thanks. Like, when Jim and Kerry were both on, grand, on ABC grandstand, that was just, like, a match made in heaven. It was living... It was living. There's something about um, cricket commentary as well. Triple M actually doing the cricket again this year. And they've signed like a five-year deal with cricket, which I liked when they did it last time. There is something that is uniquely summer, though, about the crackle of AM radio. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's so good. The crackle of AM radio cricket, the hot unrelenting Australian sun. Cicadas in the background. Cicadas in the background, dude. And you're just like laying on a fucking pool lilo or even just, just you're just laying in the sun. Mm. And they, and the AM guys take you on journeys. They walk yeah. you places and it's yeah. so nice. Like, no offense, but these new TV guys, they talk way too much yeah. and they take you on the shittest journeys cricket, ever. Cricket a fucking long day in the sun. You don't need to be talking the whole time. You know what? Sometimes you just... Sometimes just, you need to shut the fuck up and let me hear fucking bat on ball, baby. Exactly. Exactly. Leather on willow, please. Like, Thank shut you. up. You know, Thank your you voice isn't that nice for you to crap on and on and on. So... I'm very much looking forward to that, the uh, the the crackle of the a of the AM radio and the. I'm a crackle guy, dude. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sue me. I'm a um, crackle guy. Anyway, shout out to Sturlo. It'd be sad to see you go, bro. Yeah, breakdown of the family unit. And good luck to whoever the fuck calls Origin when Rabs goes, because you'll I guarantee you, you will be pillared. You'll <laughs> pillared, pilloried, pillared, pilloried from pillared to pose. It's pilloried, I think. Google that, Dave. I don't even know what you're trying to say. Uh, it's like when you get basically just ripped apart. Pilloried. P-I-L... Oh, P- yeah, pi- yeah, pilloried. pilloried yeah, yeah, pilloried, pilloried. To put someone in a pillory or to attack or ridicule publicly. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. What is don't come at me, bro. Don't come at me for words. I know my words. Sort of. Oh, a pillory is like the little stocks that people were put in where they where it held their. There head you go. Hands. There yeah. you go. Uh, Eddie, some pretty fucking hectic news um, yes. that we have just become aware of since we've been in here. But uh, Wallabies legend Todd Ikefu clinging to life after defending family uh, like a break and enter in his house. He's been fucking stabbed. Uh, in Brisbane while trying to defend his family during a reported break-in. Um, the, the former... Oh, staff writer, Fox Sports, great. The former back rower was at home when three people broke into his family home in Cooper at 3 a.m. According to Channel 7, Kefi was stabbed in the stomach after the family confronted the men and a brawl erupted. Seven ambulance crews attended the scene and he was rushed to the hospital. He's in a serious condition with abdominal wounds. He's been in surgery all morning. Fuck me. His, his family... Imagine waking up to three blokes his in his family. So his wife, son and daughter also injured during the frenzy taken to hospital. Dude. 
It's just fucking crazy. The wife suffered significant arm injury while the son suffered a laceration to the back, the abdominal, the daughter, a hand injury. Like, what sort of sick fuck goes into someone's house and starts stabbing kids? Police have two males in custody following a burglary. Like, just these pieces of shit, dude. Pieces of shit. Violent, aggressive pieces of shit. You kind of work, like, there's no, I don't know, I'm, I, like, is there a rehabilitation for, for that sort of behaviour? I don't know if there is. Like, you just go, fuck that. Like, just no, fuck them off. I think we're, in, we're fucking, if you go into someone's home at three in the morning start, and, and, starts, and, and, and start stabbing children. And I'd, then a dad who's, like, got to get up and defend his family. I don't, I think that's, I think we start to wade into punishment waters, like just old fashioned punishment. I, know? I wish you could, dude. I wish you could. Cause that's just fucking hectic. Todd Akefi, one of the all time great Australian wallabies. All time greats. All time great. We've all seen that footage. Kefo! Yeah, exactly. The try underneath the posts. We've all seen it. Was that to win the Bledisloe? Yeah. Fuck, that was good. Better believe it, mate. Look. A different time. A different time. But a time we all cling on to as a nation. So to hear that, that's rattled me, Tom. Yeah. That's rattled me big time. Yeah. So look, hopefully by the time everyone hears this, you'll, there'll be some positive news around that. But like, serious condition in hospital. Um, there's not much else you can really say. Well, hope he fucking... Hope he pulls through. Hope he pulls through. Pull that's through, exactly. Kev. Pull through. On to some other rugby news. Uh, Dave, oh, obviously we lost the Bledisloe again. I don't know if that's news or just Groundhog Day. Um, but there is some interesting development in the world of Australian selection. Mm, yeah, so the law that is still in place, but soon will be used to be because they're getting rid of it, the Matt Giddo law, as they call it, where basically you're allowed to play for the Wallabies if you're playing overseas but only if you've played 60 caps, mm. I think it is. And now they're basically getting rid of that rule because they've realised all the team shit, all the good players are overseas. And basically South Africa did that same thing where they used to have a law where you could only make the national team if you were playing in the country. And then they got rid of that just before the 2019 World Cup, which then they won. Um, and so because like the domestic competition here is pretty much fucked and if COVID keeps going the way it is, it doesn't look like it'll be that much better next year. All the players are just going overseas anyway. Yeah. So they're just now saying like, well, we might as well pick them. 100%. So you can play for the Wallabies now no matter, there's no criteria whatsoever? They haven't officially changed the laws, but basically everyone's saying they're about to scrap that. Dude, that's great. That's unfortunate. Like, like, that's, that's a great, like that's smart fucking governance if that's the word where it's like dude no one's watching the the fucking domestic competition anyway so why are you trying to make these fucking good players come back here and play in a shit comp where they're not going to get any better they're not up against really good competition like just let them go and earn money that's also the thing they've got short careers like let them earn money and then they want to come play for Look, their country I like the we, all, we all understand the value of the Matt Guido rule or law, like it was all designed to keep your best talent in the country, grow the game domestically. That's fine. That, that time, that period in our lives has come and it has swiftly gone. Swiftly. That world is no longer reality and it won't be. I'm, I'm sorry to paint you the, the, a picture of realism, but all the best players will now play in Japan or in Europe. Mm -hmm. it'll, be like the, it'll be like English, it'll be like football. Yeah. 
or soccer, if you want to call it that. And that's fine. It is what it is. You go where the fucking money is. There's deep, 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 deep fucking pockets. Mariana Trench deep. Like that's billionaire fucking deep. And they just love throwing fucking cash around. Go over there. Let the boys rip and tear. Earn some good coin while they can earn it. But like also- not everyone has fucking 15 year careers where they can play in Australia and then go make huge money in Europe. That's yeah. not, mate, the average NRL career is two years. That's it. So, like, let these boys get their fill, and if they're good enough to play for the Wallabies, then good on you. Then good on you. But, like, also they're playing against better competition, so you'd assume that not only are they going to be the better players, they're playing against better competition, which means that they're more battle-hardened, and then they come back here, and or they come and they pull on the green and gold of Australia, the nation's colours, and they get to work winning fucking World Cups because that's what we need. Like, Mike, we don't need Michael Hooper here running around just dominating losers in the Super Rugby. No disrespect. We need Michael Hooper over there fucking playing the best there is. Australia still produces fucking elite cattle. Make no mistake. We produce elite cattle. We don't. We just and don't if produce there is, a Super Rugby. But, there, rugby but if there is, but us. if there is a pathway for these cattle to go and earn a good fucking quid overseas in Europe, maybe instead of getting snapped up by rugby league. Mm then let the boys fucking play because that translates to potential wallaby fucking bills, Web Ellis trophies in the future. But also it's like, oh, if you want to then like try and revitalize your junior participation, which is where you get your great throbbers coming through, the only way you're going to do that is by winning bills and winning bleds right now because it ain't, you know, you're not inspiring the next generation with super rugby. So you, you start winning national competitions, international competitions, then the juniors start coming through, and then maybe in about 100 years' time, you can start thinking about, you know, the domestic competition being worth a fuck again. Well, you just got to you got to go realistic, and I think I think it's smart fucking footy by the, from the powers of B. I mean, let's be honest. We're, Tom and I have said this fucking at nauseum. So this I'm not not breaking the fucking. I'm not repeating. I'm not not repeating something I've said in the past. We're not going to win the Bledisloe in the current fucking world that we live in. No. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to win it again. Like on the weekend, we have a crack. Yeah, we're down by seven points at halftime. Fucking yippee yahoo. We always know we, we're going to get blasted to fucking bugger in the last yeah. 40. We all know that. Give our boys a chance at lifting something. Lifting something that means something, which is the Bledisloe or the fucking World Cup. That's all that, that's all that matters. Yeah. Forget the rest of the shit. Who cares? No one cares. Until we win those two bad boys, no one gives a fuck. Send the best talent overseas, get them hardened in great comps against great competition and bring them back when the fucking time matters, i.e. Bledisloes and World Cups, and let us win some shit. Get us believing again, because if we keep doing the same old fucking thing, we won't win a Bledisloe for 100 years. Yep. Which is, like, do we want to go down as, as, as holding the longest fucking losing record of all time in all sports? No, I don't think so. No, it's not. It's not how Australians do it, Eddie. No. That's the path we're on. But also, I would like to say this. I'd just like to finish with this. And we have to be honest with the punter and the dribbler to put all of our cards on the table. We are half Kiwi, so we do have the blood of New Zealand running through our veins. But I'm. I've got my Australian hat on here, so I'm putting my Kiwi blood on the you know to the side. If you New Zealand beaters think that you would have won a Bledisloe Cup in the last 20 years had Rugby League not existed and we just poured all of our resources into Rugby Union, you're fucking gravely mistaken. We would be pounding you into 
the soil. It would be <laughs> humping you and pounding you and flushing your heads down the toilet. You'd be getting flushed and humped at the same you time. You would not have won a single fucking thing and your country would probably stop playing rugby because you'd be like, fuck this, we can't win. Big Brother's too big. This isn't Big Brother who's like 12 months older than you and you might fill out quicker than he does. This is your older brother is 10 years older than you and he's a fucking power lifter and he just beats the shit out of you. Beats that's, the shit out of you. That's what would happen if we didn't have rugby Oh, and whoops, how many fucking, how many World Cups have we won? Oh, no. Nine is it? Have oh, you won it, nine? I was at nine World oh, Cups. Oh shit, you have won nine. Yeah. That's a fucking scary number. That's I, a scary number. I think, yeah. If there was no rugby league, there would just be us dominating. There would be like the Lions wanting to join the World Cup because they've merged. There yeah. would be New Zealand wanting to merge with Pacific Island nations Correct. to be like, how can we beat Australia? That's it. It would be, be everyone just trying to DM. Wouldn't even surprise me if it was no longer a thing. You know what I mean? We losers want to wrap things up. It's like when you're getting fucking when some loser's getting pounded in Monopoly and he's like, that'll do, I want to go yeah, to bed. No, it's like, no, bed. bro, stick around for your fucking demise. Yeah, you can't knock the queen or the king over like chess. You got to sit here and watch this thing play out. You got you to watch it play out. And all we're saying is if we'd watched it play out from a rugby league doesn't exist perspective, we haven't lost a fucking game of rugby union in 30 years. No. And that's just the truth. That's just the brass tacks. That's the hate facts. To, hate to have to bring it up, but you forced our hand. Now, After another Bledisloe loss, we've been forced to bring up what could have been. Yes, because that's the only thing you can do in these situations. <laughs> now, we return the New Zealand blood to our body and we celebrate a Bledisloe Cup victory, my bro. Sure, bro. Uh, some sad news out of the world of tennis, I think it's fair to say, Tom. Roger Federer uh, requiring surgery on, some, on a bung knee. Is that right? His knee's fucking rooted and... I mean, he is 40 fucking... People are worried about him not coming back to the game. I'd say this, he's 40 years old. Yeah. That is old as fuck. Old as Methuselah, if you want to do an old-timey saying, Dave, I don't know what Methuselah is, but you could look that and up. And I just, I wonder to myself, what what's Roger's MO here? That's what I'm trying to... Like, I love Rog, and we all love Rog, but it's like, bruh, you're, you're 40. And what I want for Roger is, and I think this is what the people want for Roger... I think we would have liked a farewell tour that spanned 12 months. Roger fucking goes and he plays his final tournament in all the, all the usual haunts. Yeah. You get biblical numbers because everyone game. wants to farewell the, the king. But, so he, but he goes like, this is my last year. I'm going to play every tournament pending yes. injury. And so every time, like every game that I play at this tournament, you know, could be my last. And so it's just like uh, everyone's there to see him. And then it's when it is sell the out into one, sell out into yeah. sell out, and people will get to uh, farewell the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, isn't that isn't there's poetry to that? That's yeah. nice. All the talk of the towns around Roger and his last tournament. Can he win one more time? Will he not? And then he's blowing kisses and he's farewelling. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, there's something nice about that. And if anyone fucking deserves it. It's Roger Federer. Whereas right now, though, and obviously this is a long bow to draw, but I draw it nonetheless. It's now a little bit shadesy of like a mundane coming back for another fight where you're like, bruh, what are we doing here? You're going to get pumped. Like, oh, I need another knee reconstruction or knee surgery so I can come back and compete next year. It's like, listen, Rog, I don't think you'll... You'll pound some losers. I think we know that. Like, Mate, you'll, you'll, no, he'll pound. He'll pound ninety five percent. You'll players. pound ninety five percent of the players. You'll make quarters. You might make semis and shit. Like as a forty year old, which is still great. But like, you're probably not beating Nads and Jocko, unfortunately. As much as I hate Djokovic, um, maybe you just pick a year, farewell tour it, fucking, you know. 
pick now, up a slam if you can. Look, they're talking that he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. Dior, how long is that going to be? Let's just let's just go with this. Perfect world is twenty. Does he does he recover in time for twenty twenty two? He says, I'll be on crutches for many weeks and out of the game for many months. Doesn't give more specifics. Roger, that. I think we look to 2022 as the farewell year. I think that's yeah. I think I think that's it. Out of the game for many months doesn't sound like a man who's thinking of retiring, does it? I think 2020 year we put in the calendar as the final year, as the farewell year, and we say goodbye to the people. I think that's what we do. I think that's what we do. And that's that's a, look, that's a sad for us. Everything's changing. You know what I mean? Who the fuck have we got left? We've got nothing left. Everything's changed. Is that what happens with... Sturlow's going... Do old people just, like, is that... That's what I want to know. Am I going to learn to love again? Or is this me? Am I just going to live with heartache for the rest of my yeah, life? Yeah, like, am I constantly going to be referring to a greater a time? Like, I when, because everything when it's brand new seems like the best thing, really. Like, am I always going to be like, well, not as good as fucking Rabs. Well, not as good as Federer. Oh, is yeah. that going to be me? Not at, as good as Sterling. 30 years of old age, not even that fucking old. I'm not even that old yet, and I'm already like, fucking nothing was as good as it was when I was eight. You know what I mean? I just want to be eight again. Hopefully, like... I look to rugby league and I've learned to love again with, with the new players that have come in. True. Surely I can love again. But there was just something, there's just something about Roger and, and fucking Rabs and Sturlo and shit where I'm just like, you motherfuckers can't be replaced. No. You know? Richie Benno. Tony Gregg. Tony Gregg. Bill Laurie. Jesus. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I long for yesteryear. Well, you definitely do. We all do. Maybe I wish it was 2002 again. Yep, I think so. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 just came out on PS4 or PS2. PS2. And yeah, you could say fucking one of the best. Federer was only just starting out his career, but I'd be like, yeah, but Leighton Hewitt won fucking Wimbledon that year. Xbox was out. Halo. Xbox came out with those huge dinner plate huge controllers dinner and it was like, controllers. holy shit, you needed to be a man just to play just to it. Play it. you fucking played it You anyway. played it fucking anyway, mate. It was like one of those, it was like a, a huge log of wood and it, you just fucking... It didn't matter. Give me that wood, baby. It vibrated. First vibrating controls, I'm pretty sure. Nah, the they're 64 with the Rumble Pack. Okay, but that was like a fucking, you had to add that. You did. Shout out to the Rumble Pack, but you did have to add it, whereas this had the Rumble Pack built in. Oh, it was, yeah, you had to add the Rumble Pack, of course. But that's a great point. The PS2 controllers vibrate. They vibrate as well. Vibrating controllers. Game changer. Shout out to Rumble Packs. Yeah. Not sure what the technology is there, but... It was a fucking technology. It was a though. fucking serious bit of technology. All we're saying is, I'm starting to feel nostalgic about the world. Yeah. And, you know, it ain't... Lockdown ain't it helping? It's not. It's just really not. Because I'm like, well, what the fuck have I got left? I can't go to the pub. I can't... Can't, can't go Federer. see my mates. I can't watch Federer anymore. Can't listen to Rabs anymore. Well, can't like, listen to Sterlo anymore. No. Nah. Leighton Hewitt's not playing tennis anymore. Richie Benno's dead. I know we're not winning bleds. We're, not, we're like, not winning bleds anymore. Richie's not with us anymore for an Ashes of Cricket, a summer of cricket this year. Am I? Am I too down and out? I don't know, dude. I mean, it's I just, need some. I need something to fucking lift me back up. Yeah. And I'm quickly starting to think it's the, if, they, if mainly don't get it done this year. I might be stuck in nostalgia world. Well, listen, we, 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 there's a couple of things we need an Ashes victory and a Manly Premiership. That's sort of, that's sort of it. That'll get me out. Yeah. That'll get me out of a slump. Yeah. We got a New South Wales win into a Manly Premiership into an Ashes victory, and that's potentially the greatest year of our life. And I forget about everyone retiring. <laughs> well, I don't care anymore. No, I don't give a fuck. And then this point in my life, 2021, August is the year I refer to in terms of like great sporting ever. years. Yeah. 
And then you've at least got like a decade or so of like wallowing in this great year before you start oh, yeah, looking bro. back on it with proper nostalgia. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you can wallow. Yeah. Mate, you can, you can fucking... I, we still wallow in uh, our Bledisloe Cup victories from 1998 to 2002. Yeah, but also like in a, from a Manly context as well, right? As soon as Manly wins one, you've got like 10... Well, you know, you've got like at least 10, 15 You've got years. 15 years, I reckon. Man, and this is 10 years since 2011? Yep. And luckily we won it in 2011, so we've still won one every decade. We've actually got another 10 years to win another comp to keep that. So we'll win one this year anyway. It'll be twice in 10 years. Um, but anyway, nostalgia is real. Nostalgia is real. Oh, it's real. It's fucking real. La, Dave, before we get to the dribbles, yep. Khabib Nurmagomedov of uh, former UFC fighter fame, one of the all-time greats fame. What do you got for us? Um, so he has hopped codes. Uh, there's been a photo posted on his Instagram, um, him with the club president of Legion Dynamo, who I'm going to find out where they're from, but basically joining what I think is the Russian league as a footballer, soccer player. He's doing a Usain Bolt and he's yeah, going Russian to like third team. division soccer. Mm. Can he play? Usain couldn't. Um, You're saying could run. That was a weird time. That was a weird time. <laughs> Let's reflect on that for a second. Yeah. When Usain Bolt, the quickest man of all time, of all time, played for the Central Coast Mariners. Yeah. Scored some goals in a trial game as well. Mm. He did score in a trial game. Scored and a then, double. And then, and then when he wasn't given like three million a year, fucked off. Yeah, he was like, oh, fuck this shit. Where I'm did out. he go? I think he just quit. I don't know. Did he go play anywhere else? That was a weird time. That was a weird, That was weird some time. sideshow WWF bullshit right there. He did score two goals in fairness. In a trial. But he did. He still scored them. He still fucking scored them. I and, don't know if that was a fix. And look, I hate to say it. It pains me to say it. Not really. But no one has, speak, no one has spoken about the A-League the moment he left. No. Isn't that sad? I feel like the A-League used to just ride off the publicity of signing random, like, has-been type players. But that's, that's, but that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? Oh, Del Piero when he's 75? Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Shinji Onjo? Yeah, fucking oath. Dwight Emil, York? Yeah. Dwight York? Emil Heskey? Yeah. Emil Heskey? Get these fucking fogs What the in. fuck are we... Like, we've lost our mind when it comes to the A-League. Yeah. Like, so I'm sorry... But you need to sprinkle young up and coming throbbers with old has beens. That's the because way that's the A League works. See, it needs to be a bit of a legends league. Needs to, why not make it legends league? Come down and sun yourself in the greatest country of all. Yeah. Get four million dollars to kick a ball around and just dominate some beaters. Like, okay, well maybe the money the money let's start with this. The money won't be as good as it is in China. But you're playing in the Legends League. But if each team's allowed like a marquee fucking player allowance. But you wouldn't be able to get the money back. Like you couldn't wouldn't be able to recoup. Well, I don't know because fucking the Del Piero one, I don't know. But if you're you're what you're getting in advertising, so maybe this maybe it's fucking something that Football Australia, whatever they're called, pay for this because they're going to get it in like free marketing and mm. like awareness of the national domestic competition because people are going to be like, holy shit! Every time fucking Del Piero, Heskey, all these guys in that play, uh, like it, they were named. That's just free publicity for the competition, which they're trying to drum up. The, it gets closer and closer to the back page of the, of the newspaper. If you went and asked people on the street, if you did qualitative and quantitative research, Tom, Thank you, and you man. said to the people, who was the biggest sign, who was the last big signing by the A-League 
100% of respondents will say Usain Bolt, Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, or maybe not even. Maybe it's still Del Piero, the glory years of the A-League. Like, Usain Bolt is the biggest signing to a, in a ridiculous sense. But, like, the biggest signing you'd ever remember is Del Piero. That was, like, the golden age of the A-League. I used to go to the games. Yeah, I never did that, but it was a golden age of the A-League. When was that? What year was that? 20... 2009, I reckon. I reckon it was even a bit later than that. 2010. He played for Sydney FC 2012 to 2014. There you go. There you go. When you went to the game, did you sit in the cove? Yeah. That was fun. That was fun as fuck. used to be wild in there. Yeah. See, let's get back to that. Is the cove still with us? I think that, well, obviously not in COVID times. The cove not surviving COVID. No, no, and it would have shrunk probably just in general. Yeah. Um, What we're saying is sign Del Piero again. Mm. Just Can, back to Usain Bolt. Um, he So after the Mariners, he basically didn't get another contract with any club. He was offered a two-year contract from a Maltese club. Um, he also stated in 2021 he wanted to play for the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. Okay. But he was worried that he would be hit too hard, essentially, if the, you, if the rules were changed, like... But to of, make it a bit softer, he would play. But of course you would be hit yeah. hard, Usain Bolt. But before that... So Usain's reached a point where basically he just says he wants to do things and he's got enough people around him with like, yeah, of course. He, does, he wanted them he to does, change the no, rules no, no. so he wasn't hit hard. Yeah. yeah. That he, doesn't make sense. He played a cele- like a charity celebrity cricket match. He bowled Chris Gale out. Holy um, shit. See, that's what you should be doing, yeah, Usain. He played an NBA all-star celebrity game and scored a slam dunk. Um, nah, cricket. I think, yeah, he wanted to try train with Man United. He was training with a Norwegian soccer team as well. He pretty much just hops over the world. Yeah, people like, are just allowing, yeah. uh, just doing this for like to build team morale. Like, yeah. oh, Usain's come to training today, but you could at what? What is he? Six three four. He Fucking, could. He, he could, could be a motherfucker for mm. the West Indies. Yeah. Oh yeah. It says like, um, what does it say? Like, Curtly Ambrose like did a training session with him, and he's like. I don't know. They were talking about bringing him to the Big Bash as well. Warney wanted to bring him to Rah, the see, there you go. Let him just play as many codes in Australia as possible. Mm. <laughs> Disrespect every one of them. Let him just dance around. Yeah. Get have him, him, so, him, him signed to every fucking... Get him on the wing for a fucking rugby league team that sucks, which are, of which there are a few, and you know, you just put him in a different coloured jersey and it's like, don't tackle him hard. Mm. I'm happy to bend the rules for a shit team where it's going to be inconsequential on the result of the competition. It's like, don't tackle Usain very hard. Mate, Wrap the ball up and just bring him if down. You put a, if you thicken him up a little bit, he'd, he wouldn't be look out of place on the wing in some rugby league sides in he'd this country. He'd be fucking psycho. Can only really run straight. I don't know what his agility is like left to right. You know he'd, be I mean? right. he'd be all right. He'd have it, but I don't know if he'd have it. Have he it. can run a bend. That's true. He can run a bend. I'd love to see him get chased down by Jason Saab in two seconds. He is shorter than Jason Saab by about four centimetres. Yeah, Jason Saab will fucking put him on the bitch real quick. Mm-hmm. And that's no disrespect to you, Sam, but we know that to be true. It's Saab's time. Yeah. It's Saab's time. Uh, I think it's probably time to dribble. Let's dribble. Yeah. Tom, Eddie, you're the explorer, hunters and dribblers. <laughs> Just calling up for a bit of a public service in case anyone needs it. Um... Fuck yeah, dude. Like that. It's the only way to start the day with a good fucking come on. Come on. Dude, hats backwards, Eddie. That's a dribbler did point that out to us, and we fucking, I don't even know if we replied because we were too embarrassed, but we did come on with our hats on front ways, which was a complete fucking travesty. 
Yeah, no, you're right. Get the headphones down there. But no, no, I like the way you had it, dude. You were right. right. Here we go. Monday. Three, two, one. Come on! <sighs> Fuck you! Yeah. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Needed that. I'm fucking pumped. Really needed it. Um, oh, that's cathartic, and I've been here dude. And, dude, how good was that video of those two dribblers playing pull the handshake? The yeah, come I on handshake. That. I loved it. Linked it like arms, like when you're sipping champagne at a wedding, but it was a fucking come on. That's a great. That's it's powerful. A, yeah, it's electric. It's powerful. Come on. Hey, Tom, Eddie, and Bong Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's the Would You Rather dribbler here, boys. I oh, uh, just been finishing your podcast, that, and you know, you boys are delving into the national treasure that is. Uh, come on! And um, you always brought up how we should be incorporating into some yoga. Now, while not as fantastic as the old "Come on," we do have uh, something pretty close internationally. Uh, if you've ever heard of Diamond Dallas Page of WWE fame DDP, or man. greatest wrestling movie of all time, Ready to Rumble fame, if you haven't watched it, I implore you to do so. Get one of Tom's uh, vegan brownies and fucking head for the hills, boys. Um, he has something called DDP Yoga. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they incorporate the, uh, the bodily functions of, or physical functions rather, of yoga into... Uh, the sound of what a wrestler would make hitting the mat or being slung into a turnbuckle. Do your own research, but it's about as good as you're going to get, boys. Uh, quick one for you. Who would you rather have a 10-year stint at your club? Semi Radraja or a future Al Yao Yi? Beer soon, boys, and lockdown can fuck off forever. Love you. Um, first things first, DDP yoga is actually fucking crazy. So, like, there's a bunch of those wrestlers. So, there's one, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon is also his name. Um, but he was, like, a fucking drug addict, like, fucking prescription pills, all this sort of stuff, alcoholic, like, fucking completely, completely fucked after his career. Mm. Same as another guy, Jake the Snake Roberts, I think. And, um through this DDP yoga completely like sober to clean turn their lives around I'm pretty sure there's a video as well of this guy who I don't know if he fought in Vietnam or something but he had some injuries that were debilitating he could barely walk so if you just YouTube it Dave just go like uh, amazing DDP yoga transformation of this guy and I can't remember exactly what was wrong with him mm. but like crutches I'm pretty sure he had to walk with crutches mm. And then over this period, and he was like this for ages, he got into DDP yoga and he's showing his progression. And then by the end of the video, he's running. It's like insane. And he was on Rogan, I think, mm. uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Have you found it, Dave? Yeah. Is he an Asian man? Yeah, he yeah. is kind of. And he's a big dude at yeah, the start. Yeah, big and fat as fuck. Yeah, on crutches. Is there and any, does DDP yoga. And then by the end, of it, he's running. And it's like he has been... He's been What's the difference? Well, I don't know whether there's necessarily... I don't know what the difference is between DDP yoga and normal yoga. Can you Google that, Dave? Yeah, but, um, have a look. But I, I don't know if you can see that. There's a photo of him at the start. That's right. And, and then he's by like the end, he's on, on crutches. And he's doing a headstand in the last one. And not just a headstand. Literally just on his head. Yeah. And he's like skinny. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The DDP yoga is no fun. Have you yoga. thought about doing DDP yoga? Well, not until that guy said it. But I'm also like... I mean, I'm more of a come on yoga. Yes. 
That's more the. Well, you're a purist. I'm a purist of the come on yoga, a proponent of come on yoga. Um, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. so well, it's. Yeah. You get a lot out of it. Yeah. So it says here, the main difference between traditional yoga styles and DDP is the spiritual slash physical bias of each. Yoga throughout its ancient history has focused primarily on improving the spiritual components of one nature. And it's done that way through the poses you practice. Um, DDP, almost like the new kid on the block, it says, takes a completely new approach by borrowing the same yoga maneuvers, yet combining them with a much more physical approach to strengthen muscles, develop cardiovascular endurance and recover from injuries. The addition of dynamic resistance um, means you'll also generally burn more calories. Right. So it's it's basically, I think, taking out a lot of the woo-woo potentially yeah. that yoga embodies. Like the calming bits and yeah. replacing that with more oomph. It's, it's know, more. It's say. an oomph-based yoga. Yeah. Great. Well fucking said, yeah. Dave. And I and I like yoga. I have done it intermittently over the over the years. I've done I, a handful of sessions. But like yeah. I've got, I get a lot out of it. Like you, it's so, it's, especially the hot yoga where like it's so fucking hot in the room that you can't focus on anything else other than just trying to do the poses they want you to do. And you sort of come out of it almost like it's been meditative because you just haven't thought about anything this, except how fucking hot it is the whole time you've been in there. Mm. But as I said, once I got that old woman's toe in my mouth uh, in a packed uh, power living yoga session in Bondi on a Saturday morning, I, um, I haven't been back. <laughs> it scarred me. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing spiritual about a 60-year-old toe in your mouth. <laughs> could have been my auntie at Power Living in Bondi. Yeah, well, it could well have been, could have dude. Been. A 60-year-old toe. You don't think about that. That toe's old. Not that any. Not that a toe's nice at any age, but 60-fucking-year-old toe. It's, it's seen some... It's seen some years and some shoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Onwards we press. Hello, fellas, and Dior Dave. I am Associate Professor of Dribbles, and I've got a suggestion. A transcript of all dribbles made into a book, a biblical book. Um, you know, recently I watched The High Jumper, who um, has, you know, he's a Christian, pretty strong Christian. And I figured, you know what, the dribblers need a Bible. And I think that, you know, it should be, the cover should be made out of the same material as a baggy green. Um, let me know your thoughts. Um, but yeah, just get the author's take all the transcripts and write them all down of all the dribbles. Um, and I want to play the Thanks. That'd be fun for you, Dave. That would be lots of fun. A dribbler's guide to the galaxy? Yeah. I like that. I think it's a good idea. I like it. I'm not doing any legwork. No, neither. That's a problem. I just own it. Yeah, yeah. I just want all the money. Tom and I own it. Yeah. We'll be doing no legwork. But we'll also be the authors on the book. Yeah. The, I mean, we'll Even allow... we've we'll, contributed zero in terms of authoring. But we've come up with all the dribbles. Yeah. How, okay. Truthfully, how would you do that though? If you were to try and do a dribbler's guide to the galaxy where it's like, you, you wouldn't necessarily need to be all, all dribbles. It could just be hall of fame dribbles. Mm. Um, but then like you'd have all of your brushes with lame you could put in there. You could put in some of those fucking memes from the punters and dribblers page. Like you could make it more than just, and that then starts to become a valuable commodity. Yes. Something we should think about. Mm. Well, the, it, it would almost need to be like because it, it, it depends as well. Like brushes with the lame, even if you don't listen to the podcast, are funny. Yes, but the thing is, you're only relying on people who've listened to the podcast to buy it. I think. No, I've got bigger plans for that for this book. Yes, I galaxy. think it becomes a spiritual text. Okay, so like in you know, two thousand years, people are going. It's oh, like no. oh yeah, you you think finding the Dead Sea Scrolls was big. You know, in 2000 years, finding yeah. the fucking book of dribble. Yeah. 
Oh, have you heard of the Tasty Boys? They, I think, were disciples to the two uh, gods that walked on earth at the time, Tom and Eddie, uh, who performed miracles. <laughs> the Tasty Boys followed them around and, like, worshipped them. In an intense way. Mm. And was there Finichario playing the secret chord for God? There you go. Now, was that secret chord, did that actually exist? Or was everyone just fucking, was it the burning acacia bush or whatever the fuck it was and everyone just got high? Something to think about. I think we might have a biblical text on our hands here. Certainly something to think about, Dave. Maybe save that one. I don't save it. We'll just remember it. Probably won't, though. Probably won't, but we also don't go through the save dribbles anyway, so it <laughs> fucking doesn't matter. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not until we make the book. Uh, g'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior. Look, I hope you're well. Um, calling in just with a bit of yarn about the, uh, the recent lights that's been shined on the Leighton Shore. Come on. And I'm wondering whether it's Australia's answer to the uh, psychological and physiological effects of the New Zealand Harker. And I'm just wondering if we get all the boys lined up across from New Zealand and we all just give it a go at once so we can Dude. line up single file and churn through them, yell and come on it and in their faces. Uh, I just think New Zealand will never touch the blood as low again if we do that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, boys. That's a fucking huge idea. Now, I, that, I, firstly, yes, 100%. But how then do we deliver the come-ons? Is it like, is it in I think line? it's single file. Come on! And then you walk to the back. And then I think because everyone has their own flavour, their own way of, of delivering a come on, right? There's yeah. different, there's different uh, tempos, there's different pacing, there's yeah. different sort of hand gestures. Yeah. And I think that if you've got them all lined up and doing them at once, you're like, well, where do I look? Yeah, it's true. Whereas like... If you get this is a concentrated. If you come get on. twenty-two come-ons in a row, all with varying degrees of you know intensity of intensity and excellence and style and style, I think you come out of that twenty-two going. Yeah, we're no chance. And every single one of them has to be wearing a backwards Yonix cap, or or just a backwards cap. Or Leighton Hewitt's new brand. Come on. Oh yeah. Does he have the come on brand? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, I think it's just got to be a backwards cap just to make it easier. You just you have to have a backwards cap on when you do the come on. Yes. Um, but I think that that's it. Single file. They're single all, file. Don't you reckon the there's, there's go, something oh, about yeah. single file? Yeah. Oh wow. You got cultural tradition, hey? Fucking wait till you see this. And then it's just twenty-two fucking come ons. Can have an indigenous war dance first. Come on, yeah, to of fucking course. come ons before the battle begins. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, oh, sorry that we won fucking 700 bloods in a row. Whoops. Whoops. Great call from that dribbler. What was his name? Who knows? Well done. Come on, dribbler. Come on's pumped me up. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm pumped. Come on's have got, every, have got the punter and the dribbler fired the fuck up. Tom, Eddie, Dior, just in relation to their doping slash anti-doping rhetoric, Having a bit of inside knowledge into the regulation for one of the racing codes, one of the big issues with doping, which we don't really like to openly advertise, comes down to gambling agencies hating doping as it fucks with the framing of markets. And suddenly these obscure athletes, a la the Italian uh, win, the scarier part actually comes down to their camps hypothetically loading up big with the bookies, knowing they've got an edge and taking the bookies for overs, which they really don't like. Anyway, second part of my dribble goes back to last week's discussion of seltzers. Now, I know you lads love the corporate dollar, but what if you guys diversified a little bit and made Hello Seltzer? Anyway, just a thought. 
happy to discuss further for say two and a half percent royalties give or take love the podcast beer soon silent partner dribbler out <laughs> um yeah but if everyone was doping then it wouldn't matter that's that's my argument but that yeah but then it, it would almost come full circle and just be like well the countries or the teams with the best facilities and the most money will win because they can dope the best but that that you could I that's probably that. that's that's sort of how it works anyway yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. true yeah. the more money that you invest the better you do yeah because you're able to like you know train athletes but well, you get the best coaches and the best programs and fucking like mate we used to lock him in at ais like a, a whole center dedicated to excellence yeah you live here, you eat here, you train here, you sleep here, and mm. you fuck here, and then you win gold. And then you win gold. Now, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a pretty good deal. Now, to that seltzer man, are you? Have you got seltzer to sell? Are you selling seltzer? Are you selling us seltzer that then we brand as Hello Seltzer? Is that what you're saying? Or are you just saying it's because what are you getting two and a half percent for? Am I have I missed something? Do you get two and a half percent because you rang up? Yeah, because that's fucking that ridiculous. Make it makes no sense at all, and you know it doesn't. If you have seltzer that you want to sell and recan, we'll have a chat with you. Yeah. Uh, I'd also just put it out there that if anyone knows anyone that distills rum, uh, reach out. If you're in the rum distilling game, give us a call. If you're in the co-branding of rum, reach out. Reach out. Tom, Eddie, or Dave. Punters and the dribblers. Seneco's dribbler here. Um, me and the boys were just thinking about having our own Olympics. And, um, you know, we thought maybe we'll throw a couple of like, local sports in, you know, for like maybe like Bull Rush, where like the shittest person from each com- uh, country would just go in the middle and then like the country just run for their lives and try and get to the other side. Or like maybe forty-four homes or hide and seek. They could even throw a few water sports in, like Marco Polo and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, just have like all the good childhood games in the Spotlight. Olympics. Um, yeah, get your thoughts on that. I think um, it's great. I love it. Yeah, that was a nice dribble. Uh, catch you, boys. That was a fucking great dribble. It was a great my friend. dribble. Marco Polo. Yeah, spotlight, bull, bull rush, rush dude. Fuck yeah, bro. And bull you just got to get mediocre pricks from every country. Remember in bull rush when you were like the last one and you're fucking just stepping everywhere. Yeah, yeah, fucking. and tackle bull rush. I know this touch bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and you're getting through them all. He's getting through them all. That was so much fun. And like on a slippery, wet, muddy day, it was called tackle bull rush. Yeah, bull rush, one of the great games all time. Yeah, bull rush, one of the great games. Is bull rush undefeated? Well, I'm wondering if kids can even play bull rush in these like uh, you know helicopter parenting times where it's like, no, don't tackle my kid. No, he can't be on a jungle gym. Bullshit. Yeah, but what about at lunch when there's no parents around? The teachers are enforcing it. Oh. Yeah, but even even at school, you weren't allowed to run and she's to run everywhere. You weren't allowed to run at school? Oh, like on the concrete and shit. <laughs> I was like, geez, what the fuck? I think we went to the same school. I don't remember not being able to run. No, no, you remember like in primary school, you can't run on the concrete. Yeah, so shut up, sort miss. of. Wait, shut up, miss. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, miss. Fuck off. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I love that idea, though, dude. Tip around a school? Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, that's it. It's got to be the only no, thing be at a school. at a school. Has to be at a school. Yeah. The whole event is at it's a school. It's almost at a school, a primary school. Yeah. And then if you need to fucking bring a pool in, I'm sure that's doable. Or you just go around to someone's house. <laughs> yeah, you go to someone's house. That's true. But you couldn't have every country in the nation. You might need a bigger swimming pool. Well, you know, there's pool. You just use neighborhood pools. Right, but I'm... Oh, because you'd have heats, obviously. 
Heats finals. Yeah, yeah. Heats and finals for, for Marco Polo. Because um, that's what you need is just a you need a regulation pool. Yeah. Like fucking what three four meters wide. What are they? Ten what's meters the, long. What's the pool company? You could probably get them on board. Norellan. Norellan pools. Yeah. I think I think Norellan would fucking help out. I'm trying to think if there's another one that's just like one of those obvious pool names that I can't think of, like a pool company. Um, there's one. You've heard of Norellan pools? Surely? Of course, I've heard Crystal of Crystal pools. Crystal pools. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah, that's not. That's mm. not one. That's. Fuck it. Whatever. I love the idea though. Blue Haven. Blue Haven That's Pools. Yeah. That's who I'm yeah. thinking of. Whatever. We'll have them fucking highest bidder. Well, lowest price. Well, you could almost have a Blue Haven Stadium has one heat and then a Norellan Stadium has the other heat. I also don't mind that. Get fucking, get a couple of Corpy dollars in there, Ed. Well, look, if there's Corpy dollars on offer, Tom and I will eat them. Yeah. Reared on a diet of Corpy dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. Love the Corpy doll. Sue me. Sue me. On we don't go. because then we got to, you know, we get well, you can't sue me because yeah. I'm protected by the corporate dollar. Yeah. Backed. <laughs> Brought to you by the corporate dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Dribblers, dribblets, Dior, Derek, just a quick touch of the base here. Um, I actually did milk a cow in Townsville. I was actually on, I was about. I think I was about year six, went up there for a family holiday. I was just at a little farm and expo, and I, yeah, milked the utter of a milking cow. One more thing. <laughs> now, you've been talking a lot about the Dubbo Dingoes. So, what would be your all-time starting 13? That's if 13 players have actually, you know, made it to the uh, NRL from Dubbo. But I've had a quick squeeze. I've There's got a few. the Peach at one, Burton mm. six, Watson nine... Yo, 13. Now, with Dior, the Derek could do some Dioring mm. and try and fill in those little spots. You know, your wingers, your centers, your 7, 8, 10, 11, 12. He could do that and try and get a good, solid Dabo Dingo's Hall of Fame. I kind of would have hoped that this guy was doing that. That would be awesome. Us. He did half a job. He did. He, well, he named the soon. current NRL players who played for Dublin. And put David Peachy in there. Yeah. And forgot we, Andrew Ryan. Yeah. Which is a disgrace because every young boy and girl plays in the Andrew Ryan Cup. Yeah, everyone like, knows Bobcat, dude. That's, well, a, that's a you job. You don't call up and make work for us. Dean Pay. Yeah. He'd be coaching. Luckily for this. Well, he dude. played, did as well. Well, yeah, but he'd probably coach. Yeah. Well, because I was listening to these dribbles well, last night. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually did do a bit of Oh, good. good for you, Dave! So, well, I've actually moved Connor Watson to seven to halves partnering with Matt Burden because Luke Prittis. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll put in there. Yo at lock, Luke Garner and Andrew Ryan in the second row. Nice. Props, you got Kate Ellis, who's playing for the Dragons currently, and Les Davidson. Oh, fuck yeah. And then Dubbo Dean is the coach. That's about all I could find. One, David Peach, obviously, like wing to wing and the centers still open. Okay. You could put Glenn McGrath in there somewhere. Another Ooh, famous I don't mind that. Man. Or Thirsty Merck could be like two, three, four, five, the four of them. Yeah, Thirsty Merck. Thirsty Merck get a run. I don't see why not. Thirsty Merck get in the side. I reckon. This is a Hall of Fame Dubbo team. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I could find. But mate, that's, you've done more than you've I've done. done. Well. You've done well. Well, you filled a side with, with, with Glenn McGrath, who's actually born in Narromine, but we'll claim him. No, you and, claim him, dude. And Thirsty Merck, you, you're there. You're home and hose. Yeah. Well done, Dave. Well right, done. Let's move on. Sweet. Hey, boys. How you going? Been loving the second podcast. Been loving the 
random chat, not always about sport. Obviously, love the sport, but it's good to just shoot the shit. Um, regarding the fart rhetoric, love it. I reckon just fucking rip them whenever. It's so good ripping fart. Who doesn't love fucking ripping monsters? I'm here. Anyway, I'm here. question is your intro song is a fucking banger. It slaps, I reckon. Where the fuck is it from? I've never heard it before. Did someone make it for you? It's it's sick. I might make it my ringtone. Actually, that might ruin it for me. All right. Thanks, boys. Be soon. Uh, look, we've never actually publicly acknowledged this, but Hans Zimmer, a dear friend, and he may have knocked it up. Yeah. Class from Hans. Um, we didn't ask him to. No, we didn't. He, he just, just said, he was like, "Fuck, I think you boys need a song. Like, you can't really trade off the Beatles intro forever." Which we did for those early early adopters of Hello Sport. You'll know that this oh. was not always our first album. Oh, shock horror! Yeah. Did we used to have Hello Hello and Bruce Buffer? Um, <laughs> when one of the great uni, uh, uni, like, unifies? No, what? No, what are you saying? It was a union. Union. Between the Bruce, yeah. one of the great between unions. Bruce and yeah, the Beatles yeah. union. But you were a, you were all at sea there. All at sea. Uh, yeah. So Hans Zimmer <laughs> scored that. Yep. For us personally. That's Why? Because, because he's, a he's a friend of the show, and now, that's what friends do. Favors. You know. I think it was uh, was it was it last year that we went and got absolutely annihilated at Hans Zimmer. I think we got. Do, the you, do you want to get scared? What I reckon that might have been twenty nineteen. No way. It would have been. It would have been. I reckon Holy we're looking more at... Shit. That's crazy. I think we're looking more at two years. We bro. got a party bus and then about eight or ten of us went to Hans Zimmer and had a gutful. And we had the best seats in the house because yeah. we had the railing and we were up we were high. We were in the second and we tier. Could, we, could, we could drive down our passion, if you know what I mean. <laughs> we had to... Hold onto the railing and then what was fucking the funniest Shout out to thing? Seb Anson, you <laughs> producer was... of About Even, who was off his guts. <laughs> <laughs> no man has ever been more fucked than Sebo. Where like every time a new Hans Zimmer, uh, every time a new song had started, you'd hear Sebo down there and go, oh my God, bro. Oh Holy my fuck. God. This is while everyone there sitting there like respectfully just enjoying Hans. <laughs> and we're on the front row of the second tier holding onto the rails. And I would look back at times and just be looking back up at people all just sitting there like enjoying Hans. <laughs> and then back to us all at the front row holding onto the rail being like... <laughs> fucking just bouncing to Hans Zimmer. We, we sat in a park out the front of, where was it? Uh, Homebush. Homebush. We sat in a park and like in a tree getting smashed beforehand, responsibly, not getting smashed, uh, but getting smashed. And then party bus there and back. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. And then we went and played our first game of 2020 cricket the next day and we, the opposition said that was the most runs they'd ever scored. One of the great nights. Yep. So Hans are different. Hans are different. Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the uh, boomerang dribbler here. Um, just watching the Panthers game, and Vossi talks about ripping and tearing, and then club sandwiches from Gordy. Oh, Panthers are in again. Anyway, what's the go? Are you going to get a shout out? Should you be on the credits at the end in the in the the little bit at the end? But anyway, um, enjoy. They're not the only fucking institution ripping off our sport. Our terms, our hello sportism. Listen, 
it's it's par for the course now. You know, when you get to the top of the heap and people just start, you know, pilfering your your shtick, your rhetoric, it's you can you could get angry or you just go, look, we're doing our job. What's that saying that imitation imitation the highest form of flattery? flattery? I mean, that's the way you got to take it. At at the start, you're like, okay, someone else stealing our shit. That's a little bit annoying. But now you're like, fuck it. I love that Vossi's saying Rip and Taren and Keep uh, up. Gordy's saying, you know, Gordy's obviously a, a proponent of getting high on clubs. Um, I'd also like to take this opportunity to point out, and I did put it on our Instagram, just Corey Parker, just middle third, middle third, middle third, middle third. Pew, 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 pew. Do you reckon Corey may reach a point where all he says is middle third? He's not far off that now. But, you know, he just says middle third the entire time. Yeah, Cor- like Hodor. Parker. Like Hodor, he's like, Hodor. Yeah, it's just middle third. Yeah, middle third. Middle you might third. have to start just calling Corey middle third. M3. 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 Anyway. I bet you he drives an M3. Probably Mazda. Is that what they are? Or is that a Beamer? I think they're Beamers. I'm not so, a big car guy. No, neither am I. <laughs> I'm not. My, bra- my dad and my brother are. And then when it comes to me, I'm like, again, I'm a hairdresser. You know? I'm not a car guy. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, stick with what you're good at, mate. That's it. I'm not going to pretend. Good dribbles this week. You've done well, Dave. I need a new car. I need a family car. We're looking at them, and I don't know where to go. So if there's any car dealers out there who want to give me one for free, look, that'd be great. If if you're in the car game and you want to... Give me and Eddie, like... You want to give us some new fresh wheels, and we'll pump the fuck out of you for the... For however long however we have long, them for, for however. Like if you long. give it to us for a year, you get a, fr- a year of free pump up. Yeah, and, and then you give us a new car, and then we pump that up. Yes. Now listen, like a, we're not asking good for fucking Ferraris. Also, we don't. We like. I'm happy to not own it. We no, just, same. we just we just have a, a constant fucking flow of cars. This to is drive. a contra deal. You give us a car, we just talk about the car nonstop. And to, it's not one car. We need cars each. No, no, cars each. Yeah. You can't share a car. No. But I need something either. F- I need a f- like a four-wheel four-drive family SUV. Car. Yeah, or I wouldn't mind just one of those big Utes, just for no reason. Like a Ford Ranger. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Like a wild truck. Just a big fucking Ute that I have no nothing to put in. Black on black on black. Dual on black. cab. Yeah, dual cab. Dual cab. I'll put my dog in the back. Yeah, I'll get a dog. <laughs> so I can and my that. tools. Yeah, I'll get tools as well because we'll hopefully get a, a tool sponsor. <laughs> well, I'll just have a, I'll I'll have a fucking. Toolbox on the back. Yeah, they may or may not be empty, but there'll be a tool. There'll be a toolbox on there. Yeah, empty toolbox. So a huge one as well. Listen, just just pointing out, there's an opportunity there to give two guys fucking big utes. (laughs) You're in the big ute game. Well, we're in the taking a big ute game. (laughs) So you know. Yeah, we're looking for cars. (laughs) Let's move on. (sighs) But seriously, (laughs) no, that's that's also not a joke. But it is. But if a big ute fucking dealer came to us and was like hey i'm from big look U. am i gonna bend over for big U? you 100%. better believe it i'm already bent over for big U, just <laughs> waiting for one to come by <laughs> you've been bent over for months yeah i'm in a perpetual state of bent over for big U. so it's an opportunity g'day fellas friday knockoff dribbler here um i'll keep this one short and sweet willie mason ben kennedy gordon tallis you have to run it straight at one, throw hands with run or one, and get on a bender with one. Go. Willie Mason, Ben Kennedy, Gordon Tallis. I wouldn't throw hands with Gordon Tallis. I wouldn't I let him run at me either. No. I think, but I think you've got it. So what is it? It's run it. Run, run it straight at one, throw hands with one, get on the bend with one. Who would be most fun to get on the bend with? 
Will, so Willie, yeah, probably Willie. Willie, Ben Kennedy, and Gordy. I mean, I reckon Gordy would probably be pretty fun to bend with as well. I reckon I'm going to bend with Gordy because yeah. I don't want him to run at me or fucking hit me because he'd kill me. No, that's it. Like Gordy throwing hands. You've seen footage, right? Like Willie Mason's thrown hands, but no, but like yeah. Well, but, and we've heard stories about Gordy running yeah. through teams. Yes, correct. Yes, dude. Yes, yes. Teams of blokes teams. by himself. I've heard with that. a little bit of help from yeah, but not really someone, but not really. Um. So yeah, I'd be. I'd been with. Ben I'd been with Gordy because I think he's a fucking. He, he, I reckon he'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have. And so we have to run it straight at someone. I'd run it straight at Mason because he was never a big hit merchant or shoulder charge guy. He'd kill me still, but. And then you throw down with Ben Kennedy. Throw hands. Well, you know what, Ben Kennedy would kill you throwing hands as well. So I think, but I think you fucked any uh, any which way you slice or a dice. But I think Ben Kennedy. Hands. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out like what hurts more: a punch from Ben Kennedy or a punch from Mason. I mean, maybe a punch from Mason. I don't know. You fucked either way though, but definitely not Gordy. You know what? With Ben Kennedy and Mason, whichever one you want, they're interchangeable. Yeah. But you 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 better believe you bend it with Gordy. Yeah, you do not want to throw hands with Gordy. Great dribbles. Dribblers, dribblets. Tuckerman dribbler here. Just here watching the Bulldogs take on the Warriors. An absolute dog's dick of a game. But in hindsight, Reese Walsh is looking hot. I swear to God, he's been in that sun up there in that Gold Coast. Beautiful sun. He cuts out, but he calls back. Tuckman dribbler back. Sorry, the phone died. Anyway, what I was saying is all the games up in Queensland, the boys are looking hot. They must be in the sun all day. It's looking good from a viewer's point of view to see boys like Reese Walsh, Connor Watson, all those hot boys just looking extra hot with tan skin. Anyway, Piccolo soon. Um, turncoat forever. I think he makes a great point. He does make a great point. I think every hot NRL player adding at least, you know, 15 to 20 degrees to their hotness when they're baking in the, in the Queensland sun. And I tell you what, summer's, summer's coming, man. Summer's coming. It's lighter in the morning. Mate, it's lighter in the morning. It was, the corner. it was 21 degrees in Sydney. It was one of the great days all time. The water is still cold, but so fucking beautiful. Yeah. You could you could fucking you could take the lid off and get to work yesterday. You could. It's still chilly, but summer's coming. But but brah, it's it's August apparently. We're still in winter, and I've got the lid off, and I'm down at the fucking beach swimming. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you serious? If only I could go to the pub and fucking work margaritas and schooners into the ground. Uh, there was a thing on Punt Hub the other day that I saw. Um, on Is that Facebook. the great one of the great days? One thing? Of the great yeah, days. I, that was sent around. I that, read that was fucking phenomenal. I mean, I don't know how you'll find it. Go to Pun Hub on Facebook. He goes home a bit early. That's all I'd say. Yeah, that's true. He does, but it was a it was a. <laughs> he goes home a pinch he early. He goes home mine. a pinch early, but it was just a and rolls up. the misses over. Yeah, but that's and then so like again, I'm like, like that's not how mine ends. <laughs> no, but that's so. Someone left a comment where it was like after the whole day, it's like you get the Uber home, you get home, you fucking you're fucked, and then the misses, you know, you tap the misses. She's like happy to see you, and yeah, then yeah, you, yeah. Get, you get to work, and then some guy left a comment going. You must have fucking passed out in the Uber because this had never happened. <laughs> <laughs> but no. it was just one of the best fucking, it was one of the best write-ups of like, oh, the great day. With but everything boys. else was realistic. I know, so doable. But reading it, you see yourself in the story yes. at the, whatever venue of choice yes. yours is. 
It yes. was it was so good. Anyway, you may not be able to find it on what Pub pub Hub. were you at? I was at the Nelson. I was at the Bellevue. You're at the Bellevue? Yeah. Yeah, well, ever since that microphone debacle, I'm not there. That's where I was, yeah, downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the I was in the uh, smoking area of the Bellevue. Just Nelson. Like it. Sorry, the Nelson. Yeah, da 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 da. That's what you got to do in your box now as well. You don't go. Wait, when did we go to? Bit more us. When did we go to fucking that race day with Peter? That was in February, I think, before the season. Was that this year? Yeah, with PVL. I was trying to I was trying to work out when that was. That was before I, the season. I didn't know Dioring. I was just going to vibe yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, no, that was the start of the year. And I was like, was that a year ago? No, dude. No, 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 no. Because we it was all last year was when, you know, we obviously built him up to the god like that he is and got the plaque and all that sort of shit. And then this year. I think it was February or March, but it was before the season kicked off. Or was it after the season kicked off? No, it must have been before, and then he came on the podcast. So it's definitely this year. Yeah, it was one hundred percent this year. Good lord, I'm all at sea. Yeah, my t- my my t- all my timelines are fucked out now. All off. This lockdown's just killing me. Yeah, but it's probably killing more people worse than us. So shout. No, out of to course, those of course. Shout out to those people, and shout out to Peter. Shout out friend. to Peter. Yeah, I want to. We need to. I need to catch up with Pete. Probably a post. Oh, God, I just want to get a long lunch with yeah, Peter. Yeah, I, I miss him. God, I miss. I Pete. miss him. I miss Pete. I miss Pete. I fucking miss him, dude. I miss him, dude. I miss him so much. Like, I'm just like, fuck, can we be back sitting next to you in the director's lounge? Yeah, while well, watching you eat seafood. But also getting some seafood of our own. Well, yeah, not, Admittedly, not as much as you got, no, but we, we still got some. We didn't get crabs and shit. We didn't, like, get, we didn't get lobster, but no. we, got, we got oysters, Tom. We got oysters, and we had a fucking phenomenal feed. And we got fucking tiramisu for dessert. And I drank- Yeah, like, I said tiramisu. Yeah, I drank 12 different types of alcohol. Yeah, order whatever the fuck you want. Okay, sure. At the right sure. hand of God. Whoops. I miss him, dude. I miss sitting at the right hand of God. I I miss miss it. it. I miss it. Shaking hands with the most powerful people in the country who all wanted a piece. Maybe we'll, maybe what, you know what I might do? I might reshare that photo of us at the races today just on Instagram and just tag him. Just like, miss you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Just tag. Yeah, he'll see it. He'll see it. Yeah. And just be like, we miss you so much. We miss you, PVL. Thanks for everything you're doing for rugby league. Just, this is purely just wanted to let you know we miss you. Yeah. I don't know how powerful you are, but if you want to get us up to the uh, rugby league grand final, we'll do it. Suncorp, we'll do it in the box with you. Happy to do it. We'll do it. Miss you. Miss you. Um, that was all I had for the ones I saved. We can go down to tier two. Nah. nah. Well done, Dave. Well That's done. your best work. That's the best work you've done. I tell you what, I can't believe that we didn't just one hundred percent hand this over to him much sooner. <laughs> Like we've obviously, you know, in it on and off, but like it's just so much better having Dave just run through all the shit. How, was there a lot of shit? There was, a, yeah. There was you're a lot so of good shit. at it. You're obviously, so good at it, like, well, it's an easy like, you know, process where it's like if I'm like not paying attention and I lose interest, I'm not putting it in. Perfect. Yeah, well, that's a pretty good. That's a great yeah. yardstick. It's a great yardstick. That's it, punters, dribblers. You got to keep the fucking. You got to keep us in entertained and engaged. Mm-hmm. And by us, I mean Dave. And but Dave I think the quality of dribbles this week. Sky high. Sky high. Way up. What a show. What a show. Um, thank you to everyone uh, for tuning in again. Thank you to our sponsors. Um, anything else, Ed? See you later in the week, bro. Later. Bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>